0: This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.
1: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Football Nation Week 10 in the NFL. I'm Bill Enright. With me is Todd DeVries, as always. What's going on, Todd? It's Todd with us yet?
2: Todd was there.
1: Todd was there. What's up? I'll, th- I'll talk to you for a little bit, Josh. How, How are you yo. doing, man?
2: There's Todd. What's I'm up here? Here, Bill.
1: Is he around? Is he alive?
2: Well, you guys apparently can't hear each other. I Does he we'll know work. that we're live? Maybe he
1: doesn't. I don't know. Interesting show uh, already starting off, and uh, can't hear my co-host. That's all right. Well, I'll take over full control. I'll drive this ship by myself. We got a lot going on today. Redskins and the Vikings kicking off Week Ten Thursday Night Football. We'll talk a little bit about the fantasy implications of that matchup. You know, you got a lot of guys going tonight. Adrian Peterson, uh, mainly the only one from the Vikings. And then you got the Redskins playmakers. RG3 stepping it up a little bit the last few weeks. Pierre Garcon, Jordan Reed, Alfred Morris. But I don't expect Darrell Young or Roy Hallou to be getting into the end zone any- anymore. Let the Mike Shanahanigans come to an end. Get Alfred Morris some goal line touches. Fantasy football managers are driving themselves crazy because Shanahan has given the ball to his fullback. Three times last week, Darrell Young was the beneficiary of touchdowns. And then a couple weeks ago, it was Roy Hulu who had the three touchdowns. So let's get Alfred Morris uh, the ball a little bit more inside the five-yard line. We'd like to see him score some touchdowns. Uh, We'll jump into the Richie Incognito drama, the Jonathan Martin A bullying scandal that's happening down there in Miami. We're not going to spend too much time on it because, let's be honest, by now it's a little bit played out and there hasn't been any uh, new news regarding what's happening down there in Miami. Uh, Some major injury news uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers likely out four to six weeks. That's going to hurt. Um You know, the thing about Rodgers is he has so many playmakers around him with Jordy Nelson, James Jones, uh, Eddie Lacy, Jarrett Boykin was getting it done for a little bit. But without Aaron Rodgers under center, I'm a little bit concerned about some of the fantasy football uh, opportunities for some of those Green Bay Packers playmakers. And I just got to note that Todd is
2: waiting for me to shut up for him to jump in and talk. What's up, Todd? Not much, man. I'm doing well. Uh, Yeah, just a little bit of a problem for the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, fantasy-wise, just a little bit.
1: Now, uh, we'll jump back to the Thursday night game in a second, but since we're talking about the Packers, Todd, you know, kind of everyone really thought the Packers would run away with this division. If you remember back to earlier in the season, I said the Lions would win the NFC North, obviously. It, It looks much better in my favor now that Rodgers is out. But what do we think about the Packers going forward? Are they still a playoff contender? Without uh, their superstar quarterback.
2: Well, sure, they're still a contender. I mean, um,
1: you think so? I don't.
2: Well, uh, Super Bowl, playoff or Super Bowl? I'm sorry. I playoff, was playoff, playoff, playoff. You think they're out of the playoffs? Yep, I realize it.
1: Four to six weeks for an injury were in week 10. So that means he would have to come back by week maybe 15 or week 16. I think wow. they're done.
2: Mm. I mean, do you want to go through their schedule? I mean, yes, I do. I'm actually show. trying
1: to pull it up right now. Okay, uh, Green Bay Packers, we, we saw them lose to the Chicago Bears uh, uh, this a couple of days ago on Monday Night Football. All right, All so right. now they have a, some easy matchups against the NFC East. That's, that's played, my
2: point, is that they've got the, – the schedule's favorable.
1: It is. They play the Eagles, the Giants, the Vikings, and the Lions in the next four games. That That takes them through their November schedule. Then they take on the Falcons, Cowboys, Steelers, and Bears again for the. Uh, they play against the Chicago Bears to finish off the season in week. Is seven, there
2: three. any game that you just mentioned that is a surefire loss?
1: Uh, the Lions, the Cowboys, and uh, and we'll, we'll see about that last game against the Bears. So that's at least two surefire losses. They might be able. They might lose to the Falcons. I
2: doubt I mean, if they. Aaron lose... Rodgers is back for the Atlanta game. If he's back in four weeks. Then he's, he's back for the last four games.
1: Well, we don't know if he's going to be healthy for, uh, when he comes back right uh, well, away. I'm just saying.
2: It. He could be. All
1: right, so what's their record right now? Five they and three. are 5-3. and three. If they lose to the Vikings, what about if they lose this weekend to the Eagles?
2: Uh, that would be bad. So that would
1: bring them to 5-4. and four. They're playing at New York. What about if they lose to the Giants? They'd be 5-5. I think they beat the Vikings, even with Seneca Walls, 6-5. I think they lose to the Lions, they're 6-6. Six six. Let's see if they can get through November with a 6-6 six and six record. If they can, and Rodgers comes back December 8th against the Falcons, then things are looking up. I think they can beat Atlanta with Rodgers. So you I think, think they
2: they're going be- to go 1-3 and three in the next four games?
1: Yep. Nah. I don't know, man.
2: Nah. I, think they I can don't know. Get through, I think they can get through 2-2. Two and two.
1: Well, they'd have to get 2-2 two and two in order to stay alive.
2: 2-2, two and two, that were... they're seven and they're 7-5. Right. And then they, you know, I mean, Pittsburgh stinks. Atlanta stinks.
1: Yeah. Cowboys uh, and the Dallas Bears are is, tough.
2: Yeah, those are tough. I agree. I, I'm both on the road. I hear you, man.
1: I could see them finishing 8-8 eight eight this year and missing the playoffs.
2: Well, here's this the thing. Is a,
1: this is a huge – their defense is not good. I know. And their offense was carrying them. And Seneca Wallace, <laughs> listen, I understand he wasn't expecting to start, and he'll have more time to prepare with the first team. But that being said, he he looked well, awful, the- and I I don't know if they can move the ball without Aaron Rodgers, other than just handing the ball off to Eddie
2: Lacy. Well, you could be right on this. The more I'm looking at it, because here's the deal, Bill. Forget about just the Packers and their own issues, right? Mm-hmm. Getting to nine or ten wins without Aaron Rodgers for the most the majority of the rest of the season. Yeah. The team they got to worry about is the Panthers. Right
1: for the wild card spot.
2: <laughs> yeah, the Panthers are red hot right now, and we talked about it last week, Bill. No one's talking about the Panthers. No, they're playing really well. They are five and three right now. If the playoffs were to begin today, they're in. Panthers where are, you, are where, in. Bears are, and Packers at are out.
1: Where are you look Are you, are you looking at a playoff uh, breakdown anywhere? I can I can join ESPN.
2: you. ESPN.com. All right. Go to complete standings, playoff yeah. standings, and then it gives you the. Gives you the breakdown. They, so okay. right now, the Panthers would win the tiebreaker over, over Chicago and Green Bay, right? Right. At the very this very moment, so you'd have Seattle, New Orleans, Detroit, Dallas, San Fran, and Carolina in.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's knocking San Fran off from that while that fifth nope. wild that you know that fifth playoff spot, that first
2: wild card spot. So you know, so if you're a Packers fan. You know the Bears, the they're gonna have to. They can take care of their own business. They get to play the Lions and the Bears again. Yep. They gotta win those games. Right. So that's the good news is they can play those two teams. They they can still maybe win the division at nine and seven. Hopefully, you know that's get that's asking a lot, but that's what they're looking for because. Um, looking here, let's take a look at the Panthers real quick. But uh, the Panthers have a, t- a tough road here, Bill. Well, they Next they got
1: the San Francisco 49ers this weekend
2: and then the uh, the patriots the next weekend.
1: That's two tough two tough games.
2: Then they got Miami and Tampa Bay. Easy. They have to play in the last four games, they play the Saints twice. That's going to be a killer. And they get the Jets and Falcons. So their schedule's not easy the rest of the way. So, you know, I'm not counting out the Packers just yet, Bill. Let's see how they look this week. Okay. Um mean right. the Eagles, you know, who knows which Eagles team is going to show up. It's at Lambeau. Maybe right. they get, you know. If they lose to the Eagles, then I'm really concerned. But I, I have a feeling they're going to beat the Eagles, even with Santa Kowalas in there. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, it's uh, it's turning things upside down, Bill, in the, in the NFC. All
1: right, let's backtrack a little bit. Thursday night action. We haven't been fans of Thursday night games since the inception of Thursday night games. But here we are with the Redskins and the Minnesota Vikings set to kick off in just a few hours from now. Uh, yeah. Who wins this game, Todd? Redskins. You think the Redskins go into the Super uh, – what's the – not the Superdome. What
2: do they call that place in Minnesota? Metrodome.
1: Metrodome. That's right. The Metrodome.
2: Yeah, um, I think that they do, Bill. Don't you?
1: I I, I agree with you.
2: Um, I do. What does Minnesota have to play for right now?
1: I mean, you know, they're coming off a very disappointing last-second loss to the Dallas Cowboys, which they were controlling a lot of that game. Um, but I don't know if they can really hang with the Redskins. Redskins' defense is bad. But the Vikings but the Vikings offense really just runs through Adrian Peterson. I just don't know if they can score as many points as they did last week to compete with the Cowboys.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, the Redskins are they're they're right in the thick of it, honestly. Because here's the deal. Dallas, let's talk about the NFC East for a second. Sure. Let's talk about motivation with these teams. Dallas is five and four top of the division. They play the Saints Sunday night. Obviously, yep. very tough game. They could easily lose that be five and five. OK, uh-huh. if you're five and five, you know, and if Washington wins, they're four and five. Right. Believe it or not, you know, half game out. Same with the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles win there; they are five and five and they get a break here playing the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, NFC East, uh, the Redskins have to think they're still right in the thick of it. Put some pressure on the Cowboys. You win tonight and you're, uh, you know, Mike Shanahan you're putting, you know, the pressure's clearly on Dallas on Sunday night against the saints and the saints are coming off a loss, by the way. Yeah. Um, Dallas coming off an ugly win. So, um, you know, I think the Redskins feel that they're right in the thick of it. They know it's a bad division and they can still win it. I mean, you can win this division at nine and seven easily.
1: Sure. Sure. We all remember to last year when the Redskins kind of caught fire the second half of the season, uh, they were three and five, uh, after week eight. And that's what they are this week. Uh, that, heading into Week 10, and then the same thing this year. So we'll see if the, the Redskins can go on that magical run like we saw in 2012. A couple fantasy options tonight, Todd. We got two very good running backs uh, in action, Alfred Morris and Adrian Peterson. Which running back has more fantasy points tonight?
2: Adrian Peterson. No-brainer? Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of carries like last week. I think they're going to get the ball a lot.
1: I agree with you there. You know, I was kind of uh, – Before you came out, when we had those little little problem with your your microphone or your headphones, I don't know what it was. um, I was saying that, you know, the Shanahanigans have to stop. I know. Alfred Morris needs to get the ball into the end zone more because we saw Darrell Young, the fullback, have three touchdowns last week. Remember back a couple weeks ago, it was Roy Hallou with the three touchdowns. Fantasy managers are very mad at Coach Shanahan right now for not giving the ball to Alf Moore inside the five-yard line.
2: Nothing new. Shanna Hannigan's. We right, talk so about it bo- all the time, though.
1: Yep, we both agree Peterson will have more fantasy points than Alfred And, and watch, tonight. Bill,
2: tonight RG3 will have three rushing touchdowns.
1: That well, that was my next question. RG3 over under 17 fantasy points tonight. Over. Going with the over there, huh? Uh,
2: you know, uh, maybe I'm crazy. I, I just think it, they're kind of like the Patriots. I mean, mm-hmm. they've had a couple decent weeks. Um, they scored, what, forty. What, the Bears game was 45-41 a couple weeks back. Right. Last week, 30-24, yeah, it was overtime. Right. Um, I, I still think this this Redskins offense can put up some big numbers.
1: Uh, I'm with you there. They're just
2: not, not going to do it consistently. We, we know that now. Um, and the Vikings, you know, the Vikings are coming off a crushing loss. And uh, this is their – primed to be picked on. So I think that the Redskins, you know, one of these games are going to just blow it up. RG3 is going to make his fantasy managers very happy. I, I think he'll do over tonight, over 17.
1: All right. And then how about Pierre Garçon coming in hot the last couple of games over under 10 points for uh non-PPR league for Garçon? Over. All right. So you're expecting the Redskins to put up some points tonight?
2: Yeah. All right. That's my gut. My gut feeling is they will.
1: Now, there are some fantasy options tonight. I don't know if you have any of them. The game itself, not exactly a thrilling game. I mean, Vikings really haven't showed us much. Terrible quarterback play from Christian Pond. Their awful defense, really, on both sides of the ball. So will you be watching Washington Redskins versus Minnesota Vikings or Stanford and Oregon?
2: Stanford, Oregon.
1: Yeah, I think I'm with you there, Todd, because you know I love my ducks. Uh,
2: I tell you what, there's actually two huge college games tonight. What's the other game? Oklahoma and Baylor.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Two top ten teams. This is the highest Baylor's like ever been ranked, Bill. Really? They're yeah. With no RG three, no problem. Bryce Petty, Lake C. Strunk, Tevin Reese. This 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 offense has been putting up. They put up seventy points a game. Like I forget how many games they did that this week or this year. It's crazy. The Baylor is number six in the country. Oklahoma's number ten. Oregon mm. 3, Stanford 5. So you get two of the biggest games of the year, basically head-to-head on Thursday night.
1: I got my D'Anthony Stanford. Thomas jersey already uh, ironed and hanging, ready to ready to be worn.
2: Listen to these these Baylor numbers, okay? okay. Points, points 4, 69, 70, 70, 73, 35, 71, 59. How's that?
1: Yeah, their offense is firing on all cylinders. Guys in my Dynasty League are already talking about Lake Seastrunk, which kind of pisses me off because, you know, you, you alerted me of him a couple years ago.
2: Yeah, he'll be a uh, very high pick. You know, they, they actually spread it around a little bit. Um, he's not, you know, going to rush for 2,000 yards or anything, but mm-hmm. um, he, he doesn't get a lot of carries. He, he kind of They just give it to him when they need to, and they, they spread it around, keeping all of their college fantasy managers happy, Bill you know right. what i mean they're two receivers goodley and reese always produce they're averaging both of them are averaging 25 yards per catch bill think about that for a wow, second nice that's so they spread it around so yeah two two big games tonight um baylor oklahoma games at 7:30, and the oregon stanford games at nine um for for national title ramifications obviously the oregon game's a little bit bigger but hey if, if baylor can keep on winning you never know they're undefeated man so big stuff man and um I will be rooting for the Ducks like you, Bill. I'd like to see the Ducks finally get a shot in the national title game. It's been a couple of years. If you remember, yeah. they lost to Cam Newton right. in a close one. And I'd like to see them in there more than, uh, you know, Ohio State, even Florida State. I'd like to see Oregon. Uh, who cares? Oregon against any of these guys. Just put All Oregon right. in there, please.
1: Did you Are you familiar with the Kilted Kilt franchise? Do you have any of those sports bars by you?
2: I'm familiar. I've never been to one, but I, I've heard of them.
1: Well, one just opened up, like, basically around the sh- – like a, less than a mile away, and they have 45 TVs, and they're all like at least 40 inches or more HD action, so I'm going there tonight with a group of guys, and they better have all three of those games, I don't want to see any NBA, I don't want to see any NHL, this is football nation, alright, I want the Oregon and Stanford game, and I want the Oklahoma and Baylor game, and then occasionally I'll look over, and I'll watch the Redskins and the Vikings game, but I want all three of those football games dominating all the TVs in my section.
2: They should. It's a big night, man. I think for college, it's a shame, I think, that these games are on Thursday night. I think it's stupid. Um, Why? Is it
1: more reserved for Saturday's action?
2: Yeah. I mean, Bill, these are – how often do you get two top ten teams playing each other?
1: No, not very often. Not very,
2: especially this year. It hasn't happened very often. And now you get two of them in one night and it's Thursday? Yeah, it's kind of lame. That's lame. I know these schedules are created long ago, and they can't flex out of them like the NFL can do sometimes. Um, But uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. At least all these teams had a bye last week, unlike the NFL, coming off a short week. All these guys have had like ten days to prepare, so you know they'll be fully rested. It won't be like these NFL Thursday night games that we've been bashing all year, Bill.
1: All right, we'll be taking your fantasy football questions throughout the show. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. A little bit later in the show, we'll be joined by Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com to talk about the smartest and the dumbest teams in the NFL. And hopefully he'll uh, shed some light on the king of props, who has been on fire this year. He always has a Thursday night pick, so we're looking forward to the king of props action uh, for the Vikings and the Redskins. Uh, we'll also reveal our best buy- and overpriced players for our contest at DraftKings.com. Todd, the contest is back for Week 10. Last week we kind of changed the format a little bit, uh, but the contest, 50-person contest, is back for Week 10. So you'll have to uh, enter to compete against uh, myself and Todd and the rest of our uh, members and, and listeners at Nation and FFChamps.com. I'm excited for, for the Week 10 contest.
2: Yeah, it's um, you know, last week was a little, a little bit of a downer when you set up your rosters on DraftKings because you know we had so many good teams on buy.
1: Yeah, it was tough.
2: When the Broncos are out and the Lions are out, seriously, just those two teams alone—that's a real bummer. And
1: it's funny because we we kind of talked about it on Tuesday show. There was a lot of scoring this past week. Well, that's what I'm
2: saying. Is I'll be honest, going into last week, I wasn't I wasn't as fired up for DraftKings because I, I was like ah. You know, we we counted them out, Bill. Twenty two viable fantasy starters were out. Yep. However, the fantasy gods did reward us because those that did play produced. You yep. know, yep. Um, the stars came out. They the stars were shining bright on Sunday, and uh, it was all good. But I'm I'm more pumped up this week, Bill, because uh, I just I'll, I'll be honest, I, I love putting Broncos and, and Lions in my in my roster. I agree. So you know. Um, It's all good. Plus, we only have four teams on by instead of six like last week. All
1: right, what do you say we jump over to the phone lines, help some people set their lineups for Week 10, and then we'll get into the Week 10 matchups in a little bit. We'll go first to Matt in Chicago as a tight end question. What's up, Matt?
3: Yeah, guys, i got a question. Uh, It's a non-PPR. I need to choose between uh, Jordan Reed and Julius Thomas, and Reed hasn't done a whole lot in the past couple games.
1: Jordan Reed or Julius Thomas. I'm going with Julius Thomas because now that I know that he's healthy, the ankle injury is a thing of the past. I can't take him out of my lineup. Any Broncos player this weekend, and we'll go over the matchups in a little bit, Broncos Chargers, I'm expecting that one, Todd, to be one of the highest scoring contests of the week.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. you got to go with Orange Julius. As long as he's healthy, Bill, you nailed it. Uh, you got to put him in. It's a no-brainer. I do like Jordan Reed. Um, I just don't think he's up there in that upper echelon quite yet.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I think... mean, I'm
2: starting Jordan Reed in, in one league. He's in my PPR league. I, he's my guy. Right. So I'm rooting for him, and I think he'll do fine. But if it's him or Orange Julius, I'm going with Orange Julius.
1: Matt, appreciate the phone call. Let's move over to Padre Paul, has a question hey. about his running back. What's up, Padre? Oh, not too
3: much. I'm just, uh, looking for some uh, advice from uh, the wise uh, that is you guys. So, kind <laughs> um, of running back. I have Adrian going tonight, uh, and uh, behind him I can see that is, uh, Maurice Jones Drew uh, or Andre Ellington. Um, I have Stephen Ridley, who's obviously on by, and I've been leading Ellington uh, just a little bit. Because I see on, on a lot of ranking sites, uh, Maurice Jones Drew is a little bit higher than him, but I just kind of like Ellington. I'm trying a little bit better this week, especially in the uh, PR league. In and again, uh, where would you rank uh, M C and Ellington? Both are coming up.
1: They're very close this week. I have Ellington at 24, MJD at 21. Keep in mind, Zach Stacy ran all over the Tennessee di- Titan uh, defense last week, 130 yards, he caught a lot of passes, he scored two touchdowns. MJD's coming off a bye. I think he's as healthy as he will be at this point in the season. I'm liking that matchup for Maria Jones-Drew against the Titans. Uh, Andre Ellington versus Houston scares me a little bit. Even though the Texans are losing games, their defense is still pretty good, and if it wasn't for a you know a second half comeback to Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton, I think more people would be on the Titans, uh, the Texans' bandwagon this week than uh, than normal because they have been losing so many games. But uh, I'm a little bit worried mm-hmm. about Ellington getting as many carries or as many targets as possible this weekend compared to M.J.D. Uh, I think you're going with Jones, Drew. Okay, great. And then uh, do you have time for one more? Quit, quit. Absolutely, anything sure. for you,
3: Padre. Um, just uh, kind of a philosophical uh, philosophy question on the daily um, fantasy teams, which are kind of fun. Um, you um, like to kind of, when you're looking at your bankroll or, you know, where to spend on a team, um, you like to kind of focus on what, what, what like the primary position Because initially, when I got into it, I was kind of getting a middle of the road quarterback, like I was in my regular fantasy and then building up at like marquee running back, um, and then a wide receiver. Um, I guess what what is the most important position that you think when you're going in for for best performance? You want to in? are you going to pay for a, a big Manning, or would you rather put that money into like an Adrian Peterson or a Megatron, and then just have average people around that, or would you like to maybe get more um, pretty good guys in other positions? You know, like last week I went heavily on Eddie Lacy and Levy on Bell, right? Um, but then you know I, I went also against Des Bryant, who kind of was kind of a bust for me last. Like, well, only
1: sure sure team. you know the thing uh, about the call. thing about daily fantasy is you always want players that are that are going to be explosive so a guy like Peyton Manning yeah he, he's going to be uh, uh, probably the number one quarterback every single week this year but he comes at a price of 11,000 bucks that's a lot of money when you have to spend uh, you know for eight other positions so what I try to do mm-hmm. I try to find one of those quarterbacks For example, I'll get to my Best Buy quarterbacks a little bit later, probably in the next segment. But I like Phillip Rivers this weekend, $8,300. He'll probably get you three to four touchdowns. He's going to get you over 300 yards. So I try to find a player that not only is a good value, but is going to produce at a high level, something like what Peyton Manning can do, but obviously not necessarily at that big asking price. And your second question was, do I ever follow, uh, do I ever go into it thinking of uh, one or two positions that I really need to hit a home run on? Not the case in this situation, because unlike uh, your redraft leagues, your your typical fantasy football leagues, in daily, you really need boom players every week. So I'm not looking at just running backs and saying, oh, well, who's going to have breakout games? Or I'm not looking at tight ends and and saying, who's going to have a big game? I need all my players to have big games. Whereas in the redraft league, yeah, your running backs can carry you. More often than not, they're going to be your highest point scorers. More often than not, they can they can help get you wins each and every week. Not the case in daily fantasy. You need everyone to fire on all cylinders.
3: Yeah, sometimes I just look at matchups too, and I'll try to you know hit like a guy that seems to really, really have a breakout potential. But you know, like three weeks ago I was Nick Foles, but I didn't hit them last week. I picked him when not the truth on me on. Uh, in balance, right, right,
1: Yeah, Padre right, well, Paul, make
3: sure, for the pre- uh,
1: appreciate the phone call. Make sure you listen to the next segment because we are going to reveal our best buy and overpriced players for DraftKings.com. Uh, Todd, what do you say we take one more caller? We got Ali in Florida. What's going on, Ali? Hey guys, how's it going? Going great, man. Finally, someone with a good phone connection. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough
4: sometimes. I'm in a full PPR, and I need your advice. After this week, I'm trying to take Ande Brown off of my IR, and I need right. to drop one of my four running backs. I'm considering dropping MJD, but let me know what you think. MJD, Le'Veon Bell, Chris Ivory, or Monte Ball?
1: You don't have no Sean Moreno, huh? Uh,
4: I wish I did.
1: Yeah, I hear that. I think if you had Moreno, then Ball would be the guy to uh, to hold on to. But in this situation, without him on your squad – I don't know if I, I would want to drop MJD, Ivory, or Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Ball's not going to get any action unless Noshon Moreno gets hurt. And that's the problem. We're expecting Noshon Moreno to get hurt. We just <laughs> don't know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm.
4: I, I will add a little more information. I only play one running back every week because I'm strong in my wide receivers. Okay. And um, this is really I'm trying to prime up for my playoff run. So I'm sort of willing to take the chance and – you know, drop my second or third running back in case Marino goes down. I have a home run
2: hitter.
1: All right, so you want to keep Ball just in case if Moreno goes down. I hear what you're saying Then there, i right? drop I, Ivory. I would drop Ivory too then. I'm keeping MJD. I, I would okay. probably drop Ivory. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, more likely than not, you're going to use Le'Veon Bell every week if you're only using one running back. And then if Moreno goes down, then you have the option between Ball and Bell. I think Brown's going to make some noise, maybe not necessarily this weekend, but I think, you know, um, mid-November through the rest of December, I think Andre Brown could be a home run for you, too. Uh, I have no problem dropping Chris Ivory.
4: Okay, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks
1: for the phone call.
2: That was a key piece of information there, only starting one running back. Right. That gives you some flexibility, Bill, like you just said, you know. It gives you flexibility to to hold on to a a home run guy because – Bill, if Monte Ball if uh, Noah Moreno gets injured, and again, he's been injured pretty much every year he's been in the league. Yep. Suddenly you've got Monte Ball, the number one running back on the number one offense in yeah. the NFL. And that is, you know, in his situation, that's too good. You know, you got to hang on to him. Cuz Chris yeah. Ivory, he's going to be up, he's going to be down. Yep. A lot of power is going to be
1: coming in. Yeah,
2: the Jets every week, someone else is rushing. You never, you never know what they're going to do. And if you're starting one guy, how often are you going to look at your these these guys that he has and go, I'm going to start Ivory this week with confidence? You, you can't. Right. So, I agree with I agree with you there.
1: All right, let's take one more phone call, Todd. We got Jag in Connecticut. One of his 15 leagues. He's asking us a question about. What's up, Jag? Hey guys, how are you? We're doing great, man. What do you got for us today? Um, I think uh, I have Tony Romo in most of my leagues, uh,
4: but uh, is it crazy to start Nick Foles over Tony Romo in at least a few of those?
1: Absolutely not. I think Romo is going to light things up today against the Saints. We're expecting big-time offensive fireworks in that game.
2: Not today, Bill. Sunday. Sunday. What did I say? You said today. (laughs) That game's not tonight, is it?
1: No. No. No, nah, you're, you're
2: thinking of Oregon and Baylor and all these like, explosive offenses tonight in yeah. the college game, Bill.
1: Yeah, yeah, I meant today, as in this week. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's okay, gonna be, I, I agree. You, you can't play Foles over uh, over Romo.
4: Okay, I have one more question. Um, do you, um do you want me to play MJD over Frank Gore? No. No. Uh, I, I thought the Carolina de- uh, defense, rush defense, is good doesn't matter
0: it's Gore it does,
1: yeah you know sometimes you have to look beyond the matchups I mean the 49ers are a power running team Frank Gore gets a lot of opportunities near the goal line uh I, I'm, I'm I think Frank Gore is a top 10 running back uh the rest of the season I mean he has been thus far he's in my lineup every week okay thank you all right Jack appreciate the phone call
2: Gore just uh, gets it done Bill
1: every year he gets it done people will say oh he's too old i'm not trusting him anymore not the case at all 49ers have a great offensive line they have a dual threat quarterback that can run the football and i think that opens things up for frank Gore.
2: yeah he, he gets opportunities <laughs> he just you know he's just a power running back that I, you just can't bench him
1: he has he four can't. touch he has four touchdowns in his last two games yeah to go along with 70 yards in each of them I mean, those are some big time numbers. Adrian Peterson doesn't even have those kind of stats the last two games.
2: Here's the deal. With it. Here's here here's kind of how I think of Gore in the preseason. Yeah, I, I always in the back of my mind are like, is this year the year that he hits the wall? You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah. But once
2: it hasn't, the season, happened. it hasn't happened, and once the season started and three, four, five games in, you're like, okay, he hasn't hit the wall, right? And so you know, he's the man. I mean, I would have I, I didn't draft him like a top ten running back, but my no. goodness, Bill. I mean, what I mean, if you really crunched it. He might be six, More, seven, eight on that list.
1: He might be one of the steals of the year, considering his ADP was somewhere in like the fourth or the fifth round. Yeah. And then you know you're drafting guys like Lamar Miller and David Wilson and you know Shane Breen or you know other players of that of, heading into the season of that caliber, and then you have a guy like Frank Gore. You know that was the steal in those rounds.
2: Totally agree. He's just consistent, and yeah, um, you can't bench him. I don't care who they're playing against.
1: DraftKings.com is our official daily fantasy football partner here on Football Nation and FFChamps.com. And we have a special exclusive contest for Week 10. We're going to tell you more about it and also reveal our best buys and overpriced players uh, when we come back from this. Uh, You're listening to Football Nation on the Football Nation Radio Network.
0: Every football fan has a voice at FootballNation.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week. And win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won a hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's draftkings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
2: ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game, every week, straight up and against the spread. ColdHardFootballFacts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. <laughs> You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Colin Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, Customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out (laughs) collegefootballgeek.com.
0: football and more football at footballnation.com all right welcome back to football nation we have our best buys and
1: overpriced players for week 10 the contest is at draftkings.com todd you know the drill 50 open spots ten dollars to enter there's 500 bucks in cash prizes and the winner gets a shot Become a fantasy football millionaire. You get a qualifier into the Week 16 big time contest. There's three million dollars in cash prizes in that one. So there's five (laughs) hundred dollars this weekend. Uh, That's a pretty good payday if if you finish in the top ten.
2: Seriously, man,
1: it's one in five odds. So you you're not going to find better odds anywhere that anywhere in a in a daily fantasy landscape. I promise you that. One in five odds to get some money, and you're you're doubling your money. It's only ten bucks.
2: Yep, I'm with you, man.
1: And it fills up fast. So head over to footballnation.com, check it out on ffchamps.com, and you'll see the contest link uh, for our Week 10 matchup. As we do every week, my man Todd, we go over the best buys and overpriced players. We try to help everyone out there win some money, try to identify some studs and some players to stay away from, and also some really good values. So let's start off with the best buy quarterbacks.
2: Best buy quarterbacks, Bill. How about Matt Stafford?
1: Love what Stafford's been doing.
2: 8300 bucks. you know, a big-name QB, and you're getting him for, you know, it's not uh, a bargain basement price, of course, because it is nope. Matt Stafford, but 8300 bucks. same thing with Philip Rivers against the Broncos. They're going to have to put up a lot of points to keep pace with Peyton Manning. Sure. I love this pick, Bill, $8,300. I think it's worth the investment to spend a little bit more for a guy like Philip Rivers because he's going to be throwing it all over the place. Next best buy quarterback on the list. How about Eli Elite, Bill? Eli Elite. <laughs> Eli Manning against the Raiders, $7,700. Why do you like Eli so much this week?
1: Because <laughs> I love what Nick Foles did to the Raiders last week. And I think Eli playing at home, coming off a buy, is a pretty good bet to uh, put up some, some uh, solid fantasy stats.
2: All right. Believe it in Eli. Going back to the Eli well.
1: Uh, He's one of five quarterbacks I've listed here.
2: I know, I know. All right, who's your absolute steal this week at the quarterback
1: position? Absolute steal of the week is Jake Locker versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're not going to find a better price than $6,600 for a QB going up against one of the worst defenses in the league. And then my high risk, low price is Mike Glennon, Monday Night Football against the Miami Dolphins. Glennon is so cheap this week, I actually couldn't believe that they might not think that he's starting anymore. Because he's only $5,000, Todd. It's crazy that that he's coming at such a low price.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's the lowest price there is. For
1: and to put to put things into perspective here, I really like Stafford and Rivers. Payne Manning's eleven thousand dollars. Drew Brees is ten thousand dollars. Aaron Rodgers not even playing this weekend. is ninety five hundred. Cam Newton's eighty eight hundred. Andrew Luck's eighty five hundred. Nick Foles is eighty three hundred dollars. So to have Matthew Stafford and Philip Rivers both. Right in that spot with, with guys like Nick Foles. I mean, I'm all in on Rivers and Stafford this weekend. I don't
2: get it. You're right. There's four quarterbacks at 8,300. Rivers and Stafford. Yep. Foles and Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Russell Wilson, but he's up and down, man. I mean, exactly. He's like a yo-yo. You can't trust him each week. If, you know, I. You know. that's my opinion. Now, I know he's playing Atlanta, but I'm with you, man. Um you know, you kinda gotta look at the surrounding quarterbacks and find the value. I mean, if you're looking at it, three, four, five, six, they're kinda tied for sixth in the uh salary chart here. Yeah. So I like it, man. All right, moving over to the overpriced quarterbacks bill, the aforementioned Cam Newton, eighty eight hundred bones against San Fran. San Fran at home coming off a bye. I like I
1: like Killer Cam a lot. I think everyone knows that that listens to this show, and and he's been playing. All, he's been playing great, but for the price that he's at right now, and the amount of money that you can get, uh, you can save by not using Cam Newton and, and get maybe a better running back or a wide receiver. I, I'm just not feeling the love for uh, Killer Cam.
2: I think there's I think there's a there's a big downside to Cam this week, you know? right? Yeah. And I think that's when you have other options that we already mentioned. I don't know why you would take the risk with him. Uh, I can't see him going off against the Niners, but I can see him having like a kind of a crappy week. Yeah, you know, we talked about the, the Carolina being on fire, but this is uh this is a tough spot for them on the road, traveling across the country again. San Fran coming off a buy at home, so I'm with you on that one. Um, how about the aforementioned Nick Foles, eight thousand three hundred dollars? Bill DraftKings sometimes they're slow to adjust their salaries based upon performance. Here they're not. They're, like, overly quick.
1: They are. And, listen, Nick Foles is not going to have seven touchdowns ever again in his career. Uh, He's not going to have maybe five touchdowns in one game ever again. Maybe he gets four. Maybe he gets three. But let's not go crazy using Nick Foles, plugging him in, thinking he's the next coming of uh, Joe Montana.
2: Yeah, another guy, Matt Ryan, big name, with a pretty, yeah, kind of a big salary bill, $7,200. Um playing against Seattle. Yeah, he's playing against Seattle, and Matt Ryan's been, you know, he's having a rough year, let's be honest. All of his weapons are injured, and he's just very inconsistent, and he looks very ordinary right now. I wouldn't be looking at him uh, for $7,200 either.
1: In the first four games of the year, he only had three interceptions. In his last two games, he's had seven. Stay away from Matt Ryan.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. The uh, the last guy on the overpriced quarterback's list is Ryan Tannehill, $6,500 bill. Uh, Tannehill's up against Tampa Bay on Monday night. You're not liking him, huh? Maybe it's because he has no offensive lineman left. His entire
1: left side of his offensive line or whatever, (laughs) his right side, uh, they're gone. They're not in action. They're they're starting backups this weekend. I think Tannehill's going to get eaten up. His his O-line was bad to begin with, and now you take away two starters? Ridiculous. Get Tannehill out of your redraft leagues, get him off your uh, DraftKings league. I'm not using him the rest of the year. Uh,
2: yeah. So you think the Shiano man gets the win their first? Yes, win I do. Night? I, I mean, do actually I, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling that too. Yep. All right. You're moving over to the running backs, Bill, the best buys. Let's go through the three best buys. How about Reggie Bush, $7,100 against the bears, Danny Woodhead. Remember this is a PPR format against the Broncos, $5,600 and Pierre Thomas versus the Cowboys, $5,200. What do you think, Bill? What, what, uh, what brings these names out of the uh, flock for you this week? All
1: right, well, for starters, I absolutely love Reggie Bush this weekend. You look at what the Chicago Bears have given up to running backs the last three weeks. 123 yards, two touchdowns to Brandon Jacobs. 136 yards and three touchdowns to Alfred Morris and uh, Roy Hillou. And then last weekend, 190 yards and two TDs uh, to Eddie Lacy and company up there in Green Bay. So that's two Five and two, two, three, and two, which is uh, seven touchdowns in the last three games. All over 100 rushing yards. Love what Reggie Bush can do. Don't be scared of the Chicago Bears defense.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. And then Danny Woodhead, Bill. I mean, you got to figure the Chargers are going to be, you know, like we said before with Phillip Rivers, they're going to be passing it a lot, trying to keep up with the Broncos. And yep. PPR format, I mean, Danny Woodhead stands to catch six, seven, eight balls on Sunday.
1: I totally agree. I think anyone in those two, anyone from those two teams you're going to want on your on your squads this
2: weekend. All right, who's the absolute steal this week at the running back position, Bill?
1: Listen, this may surprise a lot of people, but CJ Spiller against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 5200 bucks. Spiller is going to have his best game of the season. My lock of the week. Write it down. Call in next week cuz you know I'm going to be right. CJ Spiller will have his best game of the season this weekend against the Steelers.
2: I'm looking at the, if you again, if you kind of rank the salaries at the running back position, he's around number 20.
1: Yeah, and the Steelers are giving up more fantasy points to opposing running backs than the Chicago Bears, and I just ran through what the Bears have been doing. They've been getting crushed by running backs. Steven Ridley and company, Darren McFadden, and, uh, and the Raiders two weeks ago. So five touchdowns in the last two weeks, five rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks against the Steelers. Get them in action.
2: Now, Bill, you uh, know the Giants pretty well. And the giant makes your high-risk, low-price running back this week.
1: Uh, you know, Andre Brown is back in action, and I think he's going to get a lot of. Ca- he's going to get some carries this weekend against the Raiders, and we know the Raiders' defense is not very good. So, if you're looking for maybe a flex option, and and you have about four thousand or or thirty-seven dollars left, Andre Brown's a guy you want to plug into your lineup. Hope for the best. Maybe he gets a few goal line carries. Again, it's called high-risk, low-price for a reason.
2: All right, moving over to the overpriced running backs, Bill. I'll run through them, then you provide the analysis. Arian Foster versus the Cardinals, $7,300. DeMarco Murray versus the Saints, $6,700. MJD versus the Titans, $5,700. And Steven Jackson, big disappointment since coming back from the injury, against the Seahawks, $5,200.
1: I don't even know if Arian Foster is going to play this weekend. DeMarco Murray only got, what, five, four or five carries last weekend. You can't trust a guy that you need to have at least 20 points. Your running backs in these daily fantasy leagues, they need to get at least 20 points in order for you to be competitive. And you can't trust a guy that only got the ball five times last week. That's why we weren't using Adrian Peterson for a while, because he was only getting a handful of carries. Now things have changed a little bit in Minnesota, but until the Cowboys show me they're dedicated to running the football, I'm not using DeMarco Murray.
2: Well, uh, Bill, they're not going to ever show you they're dedicated to running the football. So then I'll never use them. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much where we're going. Moving over to the wide receiver best buys, Bill. How about anybody on the Broncos?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like this every week, Todd. Demarius Thomas, West Welker, Eric Decker, they all have a price range in between 7400 and 7100 It's a full-point PPR. All of them have a good shot of getting into the end zone multiple times. All of them have a good shot of getting at least 85 uh, yards. And the PPR format, West Welker is like probably, I don't know, t- top three on the year. So any of the Broncos wide receivers are excellent, excellent, excellent uh, players to use this weekend.
2: I yeah, totally agree, and I think – how would you rank the three of them?
1: I would probably go Welker 1, Thomas 2, Decker 3.
2: I agree. I mean, they're basically, the point- they're basically all the same salary. They're all within a couple hundred dollars of each other. Right, so, right. I mean, let's be honest. Typically what seems to happen week to week is two of the three hit it pretty well, um, sometimes all three. But two of the three are pretty much given to do well. So uh, given those odds, I usually – you know, I've had Welker in my lineup a couple times, and you know, in the PPR format, Bill, I think you're right. I think he has to yeah. be the, the top dog there. Moving well, we over to some other Best Buy wide receivers, how about Victor Cruz, Bill, versus the Raiders, sixty-eight hundred dollars. Keenan Allen versus the Broncos, six thousand dollars, and Cecil Shorts versus the Titans, fifty-four hundred bones.
1: You know, I have a major man crush on Keenan Allen this year. I've been using him every week. He's been rewarding me. Uh, Cecil Shorts against the Titans, not bad with Justin Blackman out. Remember, it's full point PPR, so Shorts should see 8-10 to 10 receptions in that game. Absolute steal of the week, Todd. I'm for, Again, the Saints-Cowboys game. If it's not for the Chargers and the Broncos, I'd be using a lot of people from the Saints and the Cowboys game. I think that game is going to have a lot of points on the board. Lance Moore versus the Dallas Cowboys, $4,000. With Marquise Colston hurt, Darren Sproles a little bit concussed, I think Lance Moore should see his fair share of action on Sunday night.
2: Mm. That's not a bad pick. Who's your high-risk, low-price wide receiver this week?
1: High-risk, low-price. I love Cole Beasley against the Saints. It's a full-point PPR. Cole Beasley's a guy that he can get six to eight catches a game. He can also get two or four catches a game – but I think they've been using him as an extension of their running game. So instead of handing the ball off to DeMarco Murray, they've been throwing it short to Cole Beasley, who picks up eight to ten, uh, eight to ten yards per catch. So if you're looking for, you know, someone like an Andre Brown, again, high risk, low price. If you need one of those last-second fillers because you have some some money left over but you don't have a lot of it, Cole Beasley is a good guy to put in.
2: Cole Beasley from SMU, Bill. That's right. They throw the ball quite a bit over there. Moving over to the overpriced wide receivers, Bill Andre Johnson, coming off the monster game against the Colts, he's playing the Cardinals this week. He'll cost you eighty-one hundred dollars. Deshaun Jackson, also coming off a big week against the Raiders, he's up against the Packers, seventy-seven hundred dollars. James Jones for the uh, for the Packers up against the Eagles, fifty-nine hundred dollars. And Mike Wallace, we hate Mike Wallace, Bill. <laughs> yeah, Mike yeah, Wallace don't. against the Bucks, fifty-four hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean these receivers, I mean they Andre Johnson had a big time game against the Colts last weekend, but let's see what he can do with uh, Patrick Peterson all over him. And then the Sean Jackson, I think a little bit uh he's a little bit overpriced for this week. You compare him to guys like Demarius Thomas and Wes Welker, and then you see Deshaun Jackson's price tag, yeah. you're like, What the, what the hell's going on there?
2: He's higher than all the Broncos receivers. Exactly. Uh, Jordy Nelson too, Bill. I'm surprised you didn't put him on the list.
1: You know, I was gonna put Jordy Nelson on, but
2: Eagle. someone
1: from the Packers has to produce, and it's likely chances are it's gonna be him.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Still, he's the fifth highest. Uh, he
1: he certainly sorry. is overpriced this weekend.
2: Yeah. It, it, I mean, it. You know, you have to be pretty confident in Seneca Wallace. If you're gonna spend that much money on a wide receiver, he better. You know, he better do something for you. Right. I don't know. That's that one seems a little dicey. Um. Best Buy, tight ends, Bill. Let's move over to the tight ends. Jason Witten against the Saints, $6,000. Your boy, Timmy Wright, against the Dolphins, $5,100. And Marty B against the Lions, $4,200.
1: You know, the the tight ends are kind of interesting this weekend. If you look at the price tags, you got Jimmy Graham at $8,100. And then there's a major drop-off, Tony Gonzalez, $6,400. So that's almost like $2,000. And then Julius Thomas, another uh, $6,200 guy, and then you got Witten, who's six thousand dollars. I, I love the price for him. Full point PPR. He had a monster week last week. And then you got a guy like Tim Wright, who is really only the seventh ranked wide uh, tight end, but he's only fifty fifty one hundred dollars. So the tight end pricing, the, the budgets for the tight ends are a little bit wacky this week. So if if you look at the whole, if you if you look at everything as a whole, it kind of makes sense why I have these guys here.
2: Yeah, I agree. Who's your steal of the week?
1: Uh, my absolute steal of the week is Colby Fleener versus. Uh, who are the Colts playing? I do this every week. Rams. The Colts are playing the Rams. Colby ah. Fleener taking on the Rams, thirty seven hundred dollars. Can't can't beat that. Great right. price for him.
2: How about your high risk, low price tight
1: end? Scott Chandler versus Steelers. I think AJ uh, e. Manuel is coming back. That's certainly good news. We saw Rob Gronkowski eat up the Steelers last weekend. I think Scott Chandler. Is isn't going to put up Gronk numbers, but he can certainly get you 50 to 60 yards and a touch.
2: Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. $3,400, I mean, that doesn't get much cheaper than that. How about the overpriced tight ends, Bill? Tony Gonzalez against the Seahawks, $6,400. Charles Clay against the Bucks, 4300 bucks. And Brandon Bettegrew versus, what did you write down here?
1: Uh, the beards.
2: Brandon, this is what I'm dealing with, folks. Brandon <laughs> Pettigrew. I, half the time, I think, when you, when you do this outline, Bill, you do this to try to throw me. So Brandon Pettigrew versus the Beards, $3,800. <laughs> Playing
1: the Bears. Um,
2: not yeah, Gonzo,
1: I'm, I, I'm st- Gonzo's just, I mean, such a shame because he, w- he would have been so good if Roddy White and Julio Jones were still around. But since they're not, got to get rid of him.
2: All right, moving over to the best defenses, Bill. Who do you like this week?
1: All right, the defense is a little bit tough. You know, the Chiefs are on a bye. There, are, there isn't like a blatant, glaring matchup where you have a really great defense going up against a really crappy offense. I think maybe the best one that we have this weekend is the Titans versus the Jaguars. Tennessee, not that bad on D. Uh, they're playing against the Jaguars, who we know is terrible. Four thousand dollars. I do like the 49ers versus the Panthers. Forty nine hundred bucks. Broncos and the Chargers. You know, the, the Broncos get after the quarterback, and, and Philip Rivers a little bit prone to throwing some interceptions, so thirty-nine hundred dollars for them. But how about the Giants versus the Raiders? Thirty two hundred dollars. Lately, the Giants defense has been coming on strong. For thirty-two hundred bucks, you're not expecting a whole lot, but you're not spending a whole lot either.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the one I like from this is um I think the Titans are a pretty good value play this week. Yeah. Four thousand bucks. Got the Jags, like you said. There's not, there's not that huge mismatch that is a no-brainer, that you're going to spend a little bit more for, but you know you're going to get something in return for it. Right. We don't really have that this week. So four, five, six, seven. The Titans are the eighth most expensive defense this week, and yeah, that seems about right. And they're at home. You know, yeah. they're at home against the Jags. I like that. I like that play.
1: Okay. All right. So that kind of wraps up our best buy and overpriced list for a contest, week ten contest. At DraftKings.com. If you have a question or if you have an email, uh, if you have a question, you can call us or email us. We'll try to help you set your lineups. 855-478-7030. You can also email us radio at FootballNation.com. We're going to take a quick break. Your phone
0: calls and emails coming up next on Football Nation. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. FFJ! Win your fantasy league and your trophy, too. It's FF Champs. FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice, too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com. Ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com. Extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.
1: FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football... You belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a
2: citizen of Football
1: Nation today.
2: You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at CollegeFootballGeek.com. That's who. CollegeFootballGeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008 we're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level at collegefootballgeek.com you can run mock drafts against the mighty cfg computer customize your own fantasy cheat sheets tap into our experts for advice and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools and the best part It's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is
1: Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000, the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
0: This is Football Nation.
1: Hey, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries hanging out with you. We're going to take your phone calls. If you have a question for your fantasy football lineups in Week 10. Now's the time to get it in, 855-478-7030. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. We're going to Josh in Virginia has a quick question for us. What's up, Josh? What do you got for
5: us, man? Doing pretty good, gentlemen. How about yourself? Doing Doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome, awesome. I got a quick question for you guys. Um, should I start Roddy White even with this hamstring and this production a little bit being a little bit in doubt, or should I start Ben Jarvis Green Ellis in my flex? And I already have Giovanni Bernard in the RB two. I really hate to start two backs from the same team, but you know, I'm not sure if right white's really ready to come back, if he's just gonna play decoy out there again or what have you. Well, Is what it have PPR? you PR? Been... Uh no, non CPR, ten team standards.
1: What have you been doing in your flex option before Roddy White, you know, before Roddy White was coming back?
5: Uh, really had Josh Gordon in there in my flex, but he's on the bye this week.
1: Right, right. So the problem that I have with Roddy White is not only do we not know if he's healthy because he hasn't played since week five, but he's playing against the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman and yeah. company, Seattle Seahawks defense. That makes me nervous. I don't, I. don't. I would rather wait and see on Roddy White to see if he is – truly healthy before plugging him into my starting lineup. I hear what you're saying about starting both of the Bengals running backs this weekend, but I'm telling you right now, the Steelers cannot stop the run. If there was ever a week to start two running backs from the same team, it would be this weekend with Geo Bernard and Benjarvis Green-Ellison. Keep in mind, Geo's a little bit banged up, had a yeah, little bit of a rib say. injury on Thursday night. So maybe, game. yep, yeah, so you, you never know if that comes into play or not. I, I would definitely go with Gio and, and Ben Jarvis.
5: Right on, right on. Thanks, fellas. Love the site, man. Love the subscription. I'm first top talk to my about leagues like a hawk waiting for somebody trying to take me down, guys. Appreciate your help.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Nice. love, uh, love the quick uh, compliment. Thank you very much.
2: That's good stuff. That's not, you know, it's not an ideal situation, like you said, Bill. You don't want to start two running backs from the same team, mostly. But the matchup is good. And like you said, I'm, you know – a little worried about Geo, but when you got, like, bruised ribs, is that what it is, bruised ribs? Yeah. I mean, eh, you know, you get hit once or twice, Uh eh, you know? You never
1: know, and that's why, you know, it's kind of a good thing that he has Green Ellis going as well.
2: Yeah. We want to tackle some emails, Bill?
1: I do want to tackle some emails. Radio at footballnation.com is our email address. We're going to get to those uh, right now. By the way, Kerry Byrne from coldhardfootballfacts.com, he'll be calling us in just a little bit. But I, I think you're right, Todd. Let's get to some emails. All right.
2: The first one I have was sent yesterday, Bill. It's See, I totally,
1: I totally ignored that one because there's no way that with the amount of emails that we get Was I able to track that down the next day? So God bless your heart for paying attention to where that email, when it was sent in, by who? Because I totally ignored it, totally lost it. It's gone from my inbox.
2: I'm not ignoring you, Ian. It's from Ian, Bill. Two questions. Full point PPR. Pick two from this list. Okay. Ray Rice, Trent Richardson, Ellington, Rashad Jennings. Pick two.
1: Uh, Ray Rice and Ellington.
2: Pick Sorry, one you, from Rich. this list. Full point PPR, pick one. James Jones, Terrence Williams, Lance Moore, Emmanuel Sanders, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate.
1: Um, Lance Moore, but Terrence Williams is a very close second.
2: Okay. Yeah. All right. The next one I have, Bill, is from Toasty Dosty.
1: That's what I got, too.
2: Okay. And he's, he addresses Josh as well. Bill, Todd, and Josh.
1: All right. Good shout-out to All Josh.
2: Right? love Toasty Dosty. <laughs> Toasty Dusty. Who should I start at running back two and uh, wide receiver two in Flex this week? Um his running backs are Trent, Forte, Donald Brown, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, and Ellington.
1: Uh so I'm assuming his running back one is Forte. Uh I'm gonna put Ben Jarvis Green Ellis in at running back two.
2: Okay. So you're just all out on Trent? Yes. Enough enough with Trent. Trent, we asked Trent, I think, two different weeks to step it up. And he never did. The wall, one week he stepped it up because he got traded. Right. So we <laughs> we thought that was a step up. Yeah, you're right. But then after that, nothing. Excuse me, the wide receivers, Bill. He's got Danny Amendola on a bye. He's got Keenan Allen, Nate Burleson. He's going to drop. What did he say? He's going to drop Boykin for Marquise Colston? Yeah. Okay. I'm not crazy about that, but. Who are you starting from his wide receivers?
1: Uh so I'm, I'm I'm assuming that Keenan Allen is his wide receiver one this
2: week. Right? It doesn't it looks that way.
1: I mean Cobb's out. Amendola's uh, on a bye, bye. Nate Rolson's not back yet, Mario Manningham's not playing. It looks like it's between Nate it looks like it's between Keenan Allen, who's his wide receiver one, and then he's got Jared Boykin, Chris Durham, or he's gonna pick up Marquise Colson. I, I wouldn't start any of those guys.
2: This is a terrible lineup.
1: I'm not. St- I'm not using Jared Boykin. Tootsie Especially, tootsie. what are
2: you doing here, man?
1: With James Jones out, with Aaron Rodgers out, I'm not using Jared Boykin. He can be dropped. I like him. Uh, the idea of dropping him, but not to pick up Marquise Colston. There were there were about six wide receivers this week that we had on our our waiver wire report uh, to pick up this week. Marquise Colston, I, I, he's not healthy. He, he's not getting the ball. He's not being productive. I, I'm staying away from Marquise Colson. Some other wide receivers that I would like to see Toasty Dosty pick up. Uh, how about Lance Moore instead of Colston? Totally agree. Uh, said to, uh, Eddie Royale uh, with the Chargers are going up against the Broncos this weekend.
2: I hear you. Well, now we have to find a flex, too.
1: Alright, well, the flex is not that bad because I like his running backs. Either Andre Ellington or, or uh, Trent Richardson for me. And I don't, is it a PPR? Standard. Standard. I'm gonna go with uh oh god. I'm, I'm gonna going go talent. with Trent. You're going bah? Trent? You just yeah. bash Trent.
2: Now you're gonna go I with I know,
1: him. I know. But a non PPR I'm gonna go with Trent. All right. He's gonna get into the end zone this weekend.
2: How long you've said that every week. No, I haven't. You haven't? Somebody no. did. It wasn't me. <laughs> All right. Next email is from Eric in New Hampshire, Bill. Just a few quick questions. Standard scoring. Defense question, Bill. Are you starting the Bengals against the Ravens, or are you starting the Raiders and Giants?
1: I guess I'm starting the Raiders because the Bengals just lost Geno Atkins, one of the best T tackles in the league. Leon Hall's already out for the season, and I think one of their linebackers is out too. Might be Ray Maya I'm not sure, uh, but I'm not. I'm a little bit concerned about the Bengals' defense going forward. Losing Atkins is huge. He was a sack master on that team, so I'm going to go with the Raiders versus the Giants. Uh, hopefully Eli can get you some pick sixes there for uh the black hole.
2: Eli elite. Um, it. should I hold on to the Bengals for the remainder of the season? Uh, I don't. You
1: know, as opposed to what? Using the Raiders? Yeah, I would hold on to the Bengals. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't.
2: Yeah, I hear you. Should I hold on to Bilal Yeah. Uh,
1: again, in 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 favor of who? <laughs> who, who are you picking up are you picking up uh, uh-huh. uh you know Benny Cunningham from the Raiders from the Rams are you going with Anthony Dixon from the 49ers or are you going with you know maybe Andre Brown or uh, Sean Green It totally depends on who, who you're dropping them for
2: all right this is a question for next week bill oh my god he's got Jason who, who is this
1: we, we gotta we gotta alert Eric that uh he might be in the bottom five of emails from all time <laughs>
2: Well, this is okay, because he's thinking ahead. He's got Jason Witten on bye. He wants to find a tight end. Look he out. has Tim Wright. Do you like Tim Wright against the Falcons next week? I think that's a pretty good matchup. Yes, yes. I do. Yes, I do. I mean, there's not much else out there. Delaney Walker, no. Brandon Myers, oh, no. No, no,
1: no, no. Tim, Tim yeah, Wright. Tim Wright. Is, all right. That, he, he followed up with it. He, he totally redeemed himself with that last question.
2: Okay, very good. All right. Uh, next question. Oh, my God, it's a book. Mike D has written us a book. Do you want me to read it? I don't
1: even know where you... Oh, God. <laughs> read, the, read, the, read the first two sentences, and then we... Yeah, read it. It's all pretty right. good.
2: Hey, guys, I want to first thank you all for the input you put up on FF Champs. I've been a member for five years now, and I definitely need to give you credit for my multiple league trophies. That's
1: what we like. That's what I'm talking about, baby. I, like I love that. the compliment from Mike. All right, now let's get to his question.
2: Um... The other members of my league are so desperate to figure out my fantasy secret that I actually had to set yeah, up a password protected folder with your website linked to it. <laughs> All right, that's crazy. So now he has no one can find FF Champs. So I guess he's not going to get any referrals.
1: The, by far the worst referral business in the world. Uh, totally. No
2: one wants to sh- share their secret. How many times we hear that success. over and over again? Yeah, it's tough. And I don't want to tell anybody about your site. Right. Ugh. it kills we're in me. Run the wrong business.
1: Trying to make a living here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, here's my question. He's currently nine and zero in a fourteen teamer.
1: Damn. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, kill him.
2: And he's looking to clinch a bye week. Okay. Uh, his team name is I Touchdown There. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've never heard that one before, but I like it.
2: Right up your alley, Bill. Uh, yeah. Full full point PPR.
3: Right up my
1: alley. His name is I Touchdown There, and then you say right up my alley. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got here from
2: Full, Mike? I don't know. Full point PPR. Okay. He has a dilemma at running back and flex for Week Ten. He needs to choose three of the running backs above: mm. Reggie Bush, No. Sean yes. Marino, yes. Zach Stacy. Oh
1: man, his team is Biller. Oh, holy crap,
2: Danny Roadhead.
1: His team's really good, man. His running. I like this great. guy.
2: This guy has a little spunk, Bill.
1: His running back. Yeah, are- uh, you
2: can write a book anytime. I like it.
1: He needs to choose three running backs this weekend. Listen, he can't go. It's full point PPR. Mm-hmm. All right, he can't go wrong. But if you're going for, you know, if you're just going based on the consistency and, and who's been playing top notch, it's Reggie Bush and Moreno, one, two. And then it's close between Stacy Spiller and Woodhead.
0: Yes, I personally
1: is. think Spiller is going to break out this weekend. I think it's going to be his best weekend yet. If you disagree with me, then go with Danny Woodhead. But if you're on board with the C.J. Spiller choo-choo train running all over the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, then that's who you should put into your lineup.
2: Okay. Um. that was it. Very good. Yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Three running backs. That's all I needed. He just wanted to give us a compliment. I like that. I like Mike D. Uh, Let's quickly go to the phone lines. Justin in Boston has a quick question for us. What's up, Justin?
4: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: It's going uh, good, yeah, man. Yeah,
4: a little dilemma this week of who to start for the uh, wide receivers or uh, the flex, because I'm kind of deep right now. Um, for, we only start two receivers, and um, I was kind of leaning on going with Antonio Brown and T.Y. Hilton. My other options are um, Fitzgerald and Vincent Jackson.
1: Full-point PPR?
4: Um, no PPR.
1: Oh, well, then, you know, Antonio Brown... What's <sighs> they half? Oh, it's half point. Oh, all right. Well, Well, Antonio Brown is leading the league right now in in receptions, and I believe he's sixth in yards. The problem is he only has one touchdown on the year. So if it wasn't PPR, uh, I'd be telling you to bench Antonio Brown. But since it is, uh, and he's going against the Buffalo Bills defense, I like him a lot this weekend. And I I like Vincent Jackson, but uh, not more than than your other receiver.
4: Exactly. Well, I could have played him at the flex, too, but – I don't know if I want to do that because my flex will be between any of those receivers that I don't go with the receiver spot or Le'Veon Bell or CJ Spiller. And I'm kind of leaning on Spiller this week.
3: All right. So
1: you're, who are your receivers you're starting? Brown and who else?
4: Brown and I'm going with, um, I'm thinking about T.Y. Hilton.
1: T.Y. Hilton. And then you have Vincent Jackson and Larry Fitz as yep. your flex battling with Le'Veon Bell or CJ Spiller? Correct. I'm going uh... I don't want you to start two Steelers, so leave Bell on the bench. Okay. It's between Spiller and, and Fitz or VJacks, Vincent Jackson against Miami defense, Todd. What do you think about that Monday night matchup?
2: Uh, I don't think it's that bad.
1: More You like Spiller better? I, I, I kind of like Spiller better.
2: I think Spiller has some serious upside this week.
1: Yeah, major, major upside. The Steelers can't stop anyone right now who's running the football. No. They just can't. And Mike oh, yeah. Tomlins pissed out. off and they're not playing ping pong anymore, so I'm gonna go with CJ Spiller.
4: Oh, Alright, sounds good. In my other league, I'm mean, um I just made like a depth move. I don't know if you think it's a good idea. I dropped uh Donald Brown and uh, I picked up Sean Green just for
1: like just for depth. What do yeah, that's not bad. That? I know it's
4: kinda like the same position almost. Yeah. That's not
1: bad. Yeah.
4: Not bad. So I was also looking into Monte Ball and
1: um I would much rather have Monte Ball. You would? Yeah. Okay.
4: So Better offense, more upside by.
1: if Moreno ever gets hurt and we're expecting him to go down any second. Exactly,
4: because I did not really need it for like this week. Because That week, my uh, running back kind of pretty deep. I have Zach Stacy, Stephen Jackson, uh, Elf Morris, um, Darren Sproles. And, yeah, it's uh, not that deep, my friend. Stephen Jackson
1: in. and Darren Sproles haven't been playing that well.
4: No, they haven't. No, I'm kind of leaning on Zach Stacey. And, um, exactly. So,
1: you know, the rookie's been playing well right now, but maybe Monte Ball gets into uh, – Gets in uh, some, some puts in some work in the second half of the season, which I expect he will.
4: Exactly, yeah. All right, thank you guys.
1: No problem, Justin. Appreciate the phone call. Todd, am I out of my mind for telling people that Monte Ball is a solid pickup for death purposes?
2: Purposes. Here's the deal if you have the room, Bill, this is the kind of guy that can win you your league. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a crystal ball pick, but like we said earlier in the show. Right now, there was a lot of muddy waters when it came to the Denver running backs in the preseason and even in the first couple of weeks of the year, right? Noshaw Moreno was kind of an afterthought, and we thought it was going to be Monte Ball, and Ronnie Hillman was getting a lot of carries, remember? Right. We are like, this is a disaster. Yeah. Settle on one guy, and they did, but they settled on Moreno, oh. <laughs> which was shocking but he's produced, uh, like we've talked about, like a top five running back. The yeah. good news is that Ronnie Hillman has dropped off the face of the earth. Right. So now Monte Ball's clearly the backup, and they're giving him some touches, not only in mop-up duty but in critical points in the game at the goal line. They're trusting Monte Ball. So if, and it's a, it's a big if, but if Marshawn Moreno gets banged up, gets hurt, is out two weeks, out the rest of the year, Monte Ball, Bill, I, I truly believe he can produce – at nearly the same level as Nosha Moreno right off the bat.
1: I agree. Um, I think it was in the preseason when Peyton Manning kind of like, the reason why Monte Ball was like a a fifth-round ADP was because Peyton Manning, a week before the majority of fantasy football drafts started, comes out and says, oh, Monte Ball's going to get a lot of work this year. And, like, everyone, the the big light bulb went up above everyone's head, like, I got to get my hands on this guy. Yeah. But, you know, it turned out to be Moreno. So here's the deal, Bill. If
2: Nosha Moreno doesn't get hurt, then, you know, ball you're stuck with Ball rotting on your roster for the rest of the year. Right. But if he does get hurt, you suddenly have a top ten running back, in my view. And I think it's worth the risk. It's worth having him on your roster. Unless, unless you know, as long as you're not dropping somebody super valuable, it's worth, it's worth stashing him away. Yeah. That's us right, look at it.
1: Let's get to a couple more emails before uh, we're drawing. All right, next one part. is
2: from Joey Bill. Quickly, RG3 or Locker? RG3. Who would you rather have the rest of the way defensively, Carolina or Kansas City?
1: Ooh, Carolina.
2: Ooh, really over Kansas yeah. City?
1: Yeah, You know why, Todd? Because I'll tell you, Denver, Seattle, uh, Denver, San Diego, Denver, Washington. Those are four really good offenses. I like KC, but if I had the option to choose, I might go with Carolina.
2: Okay, he has Carolina. He's been offered the Chiefs, and he, he's asking if he should stick with Carolina.
1: Uh, yeah, I I'd, I'd kind of stick with Carolina. I like okay. the way they've been playing.
2: Flex question, non-PPR, choose one. Ben Tate against the Cardinals, Marvin Jones against the Ravens, Quiz Rogers against Seattle, Tim Wright against the Dolphins, or Lance Moore against Dallas. Non-PPR.
1: Lance Moore. Lance Moore. Oh. Right. Uh, if if Aaron Foster is not playing, I would go with Ben Tate. Well, we don't know that yet.
2: Would you drop Colson for Lance Moore? Yes. Okay. So, Joey, drop Colson, pick up Lance Moore, uh, wait for the news on Arian Foster. Correct. And then go from there. Absolutely. Okay. Next question is from Mike in the Berg.
1: Where's the Berg?
2: Could be Pittsburgh.
1: Um. Okay.
2: Bill and Todd, you guys continue to deliver week after week. Great shows. I'm in a must-win situation in a standard-scoring, non-PPR league. All right. I can start three running backs, two wide receivers, or two running backs, three wide receivers. Who do I right. play this week? His running backs are LaShawn McCoy, who's a must-start, Lamar Miller, MJD, Pierre Thomas.
1: Uh, McCoy, Pierre Thomas. Let's just go with the two running backs and let's find okay. two wide receivers. Wide back.
2: receivers, Lance Moore, T.Y. Hilton, and Fitz the top um, two.
1: Yeah, I'm starting all three of them.
2: All right, so you're starting all three of them, and you're starting two running backs.
1: Yep, yeah. Miller okay. and MJD can sit on the bench. I'm worried about Lamar Miller now. I started to get excited because he started to run the ball a lot better than he was. But with that offensive line trouble, man, you know, sometimes situations like this, when, when a team has a scandal or when a team has a controversy, it, it creates some separation in the locker room. And I'm a little bit worried about the Miami Dolphins going forward, all because of this Richie Incognito BS.
2: I, I hear you, man. I hear you. Next question is from Craig. Who do I start at running back and in my flex position? Starting wide receivers will be Dez and Jordy Nelson. Ooh. Essentially, please pick two running backs and a flex from this list. Uh, CJ Spiller, Le'Veon Bell, Andre Brown, Rashad Jennings, Terrence Williams.
1: Spiller, Bell, Williams.
2: Half point PPR.
1: Yep, Spiller, Bell, Williams. There Rashad Jennings, I like what he can do against the Giants with McFadden's out but not more than what I think Terrence Williams can do in that big-time matchup against the uh, Saints.
2: Okay. Next one is from Ike and Charlotte. Bill, Todd, and Josh. Need some lineup advice. Non-PPR scoring. He needs a win. Question number one. Pick one quarterback this week. Big Ben, Tannehill, Case Keenum, or would you take a roll of the dice with Josh McCown or Seneca Wallace?
1: I don't mind Josh McCown. Josh McCown of the Bears, right? Playing against the Lions? Right. I don't mind McCown. I actually used him last week and, and he did pretty well for me. Uh, I'm not in love with Case Keenum. I think he had a good matchup last week, but not against the Cardinals. I'm a little bit worried about that. Tannehill, uh, I'm not using him. To me, it's between Big Ben and McCown, and I'm going to go with Big Ben just because of the uh, you know, the pedigree there. Over the years, we know Big Ben is trustworthy.
2: Against the Bills, too. Yeah, against the Bills. Pretty it's good matchup yeah. yeah, it is. Okay, There you go.
1: All right, what do you say we move over to Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com, who's joining us here on Football Nation uh, as he joins us every week. Kerry, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling in. How you doing, gentlemen?
2: Doing well, my friend. It's Thursday already, Kerry. Can you believe it? Another Uh, brilliant Thursday
6: night for uh, football. Hey, you you know, it's funny what a tough... Five time flight it's been this year, you know what I mean? And, and I know this kind of it's kind of becoming a, a, a story on its own, and tonight, obviously, two teams with losing records, including the seven Vikings, but how about this? The 4-4 four Dolphins four amid all that controversy, playing the winless Buccaneers on Monday Night Football. When was the last time you saw a winless team halfway through the season playing on Monday Night Football?
2: Kerry, I know Coldheart has a lot of indexes and, and whatnot. Do you have a train wreck index? Because that game would rate very highly... One train wreck against another. Yeah. Ow!
6: Yeah. <laughs> and we kinda of dive into it. And the funny thing is, and you know, this is what we do with our, all our real and spectacular picks at Cold Hard Football Fest Insider. everyone's wondering, uh, how's Miami gonna react to the whole the whole controversy forming around the team and and you know, what? I, I don't know. And I don't think anybody knows. I, I even people in the long run don't know what's gonna happen when they take the field. Monday night, so what we do, guys, we rely on our stats. We rely on our quality stats, and at the end of the day, and that's a good game, one team is clearly better than the, than the, better than the other and a number of key indicators. So, you know, what, what do you go by? You can't, I mean, humans kind of react how they react, and we can't judge it, but we can control, uh, you know, who has statistical advantages and disadvantages, and that's kind of the disciplined way we pro- approach every game, guys, and it, it's worked for us real well over the long haul.
1: Carrie, right now the Kansas City Chiefs are the opposite of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are, are winless. Chiefs are undefeated. They have a bye this weekend, so we know they're going to stay undefeated this weekend. You are calling them the smartest team ever in the history of the NFL. What do they do that makes them so smart?
6: Well, possibly the smartest team. You know, We're trying to run through our indicators going back to the beginning of football time to, to prove it. But I do know this, since we introduced our stats 10 years ago, uh, you know, no team has played more efficiently than the Kansas City Chiefs are right now. Uh, right now, they're number one in what we call bendability. That's our measure of defensive efficiency, okay? They're number seven in scoreability, which is our measure of scoring efficiency. Uh, but overall, they are number one with a bullet by a wide margin. What we call our intelligence index. That's our measure of how well teams play overall in situational football, guys. And, and nobody's even close, and, and few teams... Ever, if any team ever has ever played so efficiently, and to prove how, how smartly they've played, uh, we all know they're nine and zero, right? We know they're almost scored outscored their opposition almost two to one, two hundred fifteen points scored versus one hundred and eleven points allowed. But guys, they've given up more yards of offense than they've gained this year. Wow, that's where we look at their efficiency. They're actually negative eight six in total offense differential. You you never see a team nine and zero that's being outgained on the field. But what they do well, they do all the little things right, guys. They, they, they play well in the red zone. They're number one in turnover margin. They're great on third down, number one on third down defense, in fact. Uh, they, they do all the little things right that add up to victories, and, and more so than any team ever. And, uh, you know, the story kind of got a lot of attention from Kansas City fans this year because we, I think we explained fairly well uh, what makes them so good right now. It's that, it's that team smarts that efficiency for, for just for an example, like I said, the Chiefs are negative eighty-six in total yardage differential this year. The Houston Texans are the number one, plus nine hundred and sixty-three yards of total offense, guys.
0: Jeez,
6: Houston have game us what they've given up, but they're two and six. Oh. I know it's a game of territorial acquisition. That's the goal in football, but it's not really a good game of putting points in the scoreboard. And the Houston Texans, the, the dumbest team in football, uh, are remarkably inefficient, and the Kansas City Chiefs are efficient, and that's why they're nine and zero.
2: We think that they can make it through the next month undefeated, uh, Kerry. Because the naysayers with the Chiefs are that they've what played one team with a winning record thus far, Dallas, I think.
6: My yeah, that's that. it. Yeah, one quality opponent.
2: Uh, you know, um, next four, next three weeks they get Denver twice and San Diego. I mean, how do you expect them to uh, navigate those waters?
6: Well, listen, I think you know if they can get a split with Denver, they're sitting pretty, right? Because they're a game ahead of Denver needs to win both those games, guys, to, to to not be a wild card team. Think about that. Everyone's going on the Broncos. Everyone but off, in fact, as their number one in their power rankings. Um, but Denver, if they don't win both those games, they have a very real possibility of going on the road at say fourteen and two to play a wild card game in, in January.
3: Uh-huh.
6: That, that's what we're facing. Think of that. I and mean, it's quite possible the San Diego games are winnable for for, for Kansas City. The Redskins and Raiders games are winnable. Uh, the Colts is obviously their big tough challenge, and obviously the two games against the Broncos. Uh, you know, if the Kansas City can negotiate that stretch with, with two losses, they're sitting sitting real pretty. And uh, I just think it's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds.
2: The, the back half of the AFC schedule is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, all eyes are going to be on uh, in Denver. I guess that's that's next week, right? That's a That's a Sunday night
6: special. Yeah, Denver, San Diego, Denver. They play twice in three weeks. Wow. And you know what's interesting? We talk about about Kansas City's soft schedule. Let's look at all the good teams right now. Some of the best teams in football, okay? Kansas City, one quality opponent. Uh, Denver, only two quality opponents, and they split with them. They lost Hmm. Indianapolis, and they beat Dallas, barely. Uh, Denver's not played a particularly tough schedule. Uh, The Carolina Panthers, who have been statistically incredibly proficient in five and three right now and, and looking pretty good. Uh, they've only played one quality opponent. There's a lot of really there's a lot of really good contending teams that haven't played anybody. Uh, the one team I'm really looking at right now is Indianapolis. The only team with so one of two teams with three quality wins, the only team without a loss, three and over as quality opponents, and the Colts have outscored those opponents by eleven points per game. Don't sleep on the Colts. They're right now a, a a the most balanced team they have seen a true contender.
2: They're a true contender, but who do you have right now in your quality stats power ranking number one spot? Because I think it's kind of surprising.
6: Yeah, well, listen, our, our power rankings go by just the average across the board and all our indicators. We don't do the eye test. We don't do what we think is going to happen. We do who is the most proficient across the board and all those stats we're going to lose games. And right now it's, it's Carolina guys. Number one, they're in the, they're in the top 10 in 20 of 23 different quality stats, including number one in defensive rusher rating, Number one in rushing rating, differential, You know, Luke Keekley and that defense have been phenomenal. Uh, number one in total team yards allowed. Number two in defensive efficiency. Number two in our defensive hog index, the second-best defensive front in football. And number and, uh, number two what we call the relativity index, which measures how well you play relative to the quality of your competition. They're a very scary team. If they can come out of San Francisco, uh, probably to me the game of the week, if they can come out of that game uh, with the win or at least, you know, making that real close, they're big underdogs. Uh, I think people are going to start to take notice of the Panthers because they, they, they do all the things you need to do to win. Now they have to, they have to get, you know, they should be better than 5-3. Now they, they have to prove it on the field.
2: Well, it's interesting. Uh, we talk about the Chiefs, only one quality opponent. Panthers, you mentioned one quality opponent. And both of these teams, their schedules take a turn here. Like you just mentioned, the Panthers have the the Niners on the road. Then they got to turn around and play in uh, play New England. Yep. Then they got the Saints twice in the back month of the schedule, so...
6: Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, gentlemen. I mean, they're a team that, like I said, it's there for the taking for them. They are good. They're real good, but they have to go out there and prove it. They can't lose the Buffalo and Arizona like they did early in the year. Uh, you know, San Francisco, they can win that game. New England, they can win that game. Miami and Tampa, those are obviously winnable games. The Jets are a winnable game. Atlanta's a winnable game. It's those, big, it's those big ones. It's San Francisco, New England and Saints games, four games for them to prove to everyone that they're that they're a true contender and that they're not just a, a statistical mirage, if you will.
1: Kerry Byrne from facts.com joining us here on Football Nation. You can follow Kerry on Twitter, at Football Facts, and check out his quality stats at com. Kerry, every week we talk about the king of props, because he's doing so well, very successful year for the KOP, twenty-two and fourteen thus far. What is his? What is? What is the prop bet that he that he's talking about for this Thursday night game?
6: Well, not only that, can I just say one thing real quick? He's only twenty-two and fourteen this year. He issued three preseason props. One's okay. on the push, and two or one play away from being wins. He's he's three plays away from being three zero with his three preseason props already. Just halfway through the season.
1: Well, what were they?
6: Uh, over two rushing touchdowns for Jake Walker. Walker already has two. Yep. Even though he's been injured, he already has two. Over seven and a half total touchdowns for Matt Forte. He already has seven, so he only needs one more.
5: Right. That's
6: one more score each for Walker and Forte. And then over two and a half interceptions for Tyron Matthews. And he's already has two. So, again, one play away. So he's one play away for each of these props over the second half of the season, winning all three wow uh, so looking really really good guys and yeah, i will is... tell you this his profit this week and if it comes tonight it involves rg3 and uh just on on how he might perform tonight come to Kodak football Fest, click the insider button sign up to become an insider and you'll you get these prop picks for each week it's an incredibly accurate performance by the king of across here yeah.
1: what what did you say his uh what did you say the bet the bet he's going on tonight was, it, I will
6: tell you this. It's RG three. Oh. It involves Robert Griffin three. That's all. I can't give out too much because it's easy. to figure out. what it involves what... RG three and how he might perform uh, uh, tonight against the against the Minnesota Vikings. Carrie,
1: you can tell us what the bet is. Just don't tell us what the pick is. <laughs> uh,
6: you know what? I can't. It'll give too much away. If you come to Kodak Football Facts, put click the insider button. You'll get the you'll get the bet.
1: Okay.
2: All right, I would love bit, to be a little bit of mystery
1: there from Mister Byrne.
2: I tell you what, Kerry, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the King of Props uh, office, or in the preseason when he scours through the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of potential prop bets preseason wise, and he picks out those three. Like that's you know and what I
6: mean. You know what the prop market is all about finding value. You can't analyze, and you know, what people don't analyze props the way they do games. There's only, you know, fourteen 15, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen games each week. Uh, those games are uh, heavily analyzed I and mean, then we kind of know that there's the potential of each team in each game. The pro plays, there's so many of them, you can find value. You can find places where wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. This is for the sake of you know, for the sake of argument, uh you know why is why is Matt Forte only seven and a half over under, you know, a total touchdowns this year. This guy's on a stud. I think you guys, the fantasy guys would, would have pounced on that, right? Absolutely. Those, those are there for the taking, uh, and obviously, not everyone has the time to, to you know, analyze the prop market like like the king of props does, of course. But uh, he, he finds value and he has a proven track record, uh, you know, to show for it.
1: All right, Kerry Byrne, Cold dot com. Thank you so much for joining us, and enjoy your week 10 uh, we well, You're going on a little vacation this weekend. Heading to watch your
6: nephew play football? I'm going to watch some football. It's, it's a working a working weekend. Watching football. It's doing doing what we all love to do
1: absolutely It'll have a, a good time sounds have a good time sounds like fun thank you so much for joining us here on All right, gentlemen. I appreciate
6: the time I'll talk to you soon
2: Kerry burn
1: the mystery man you gotta check out coldhardfootballfacts.com to hear what the king of props is thinking about doing tonight it involves rg3 that's the most that we can tell you without giving away the bet but I'll tell you what if, you, if you're looking to make some money you'll want to head over to coldhardfootballfacts.com and check it out check out with the KOP the king of props is thinking for Thursday night action with the Redskins and the Vikings.
2: You feel me, Bill? I mean, king of the KOP in the preseason, do you know how many prop bets are in the preseason? There's so Nuts.
1: many. And for him to be hitting or close to hitting on all three of them, very impressive.
2: But it's just interesting, like, how did he whittle it down to those three? I don't know. There's probably, like, 50 that he loved. There had to be, right? Right, yeah. And he's like, these are the three. These are the three. I mean, uh, you know, the only thing that can really derail some of those is injury. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, because all three of those preseason props are pretty – you look at those and you go, yeah, those all three of those should hit. And I guess the Tyron Matthew one was a little bit of a uh, a reach maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that was kind of a little riskier than the other two. But I love it, man. I love the individual uh, prop bets. They're always fun.
1: All right, what do you say we take a quick break here on Football Nation? Phone calls, emails, and the NFL Week 10 breakdown. That's all coming up next. 855-478-7030. Get in your fantasy football questions now before it's too late. More Football Nation coming up next. This is
0: Football Nation.
2: You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com, that's who, collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part, it's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league, or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com.
0: FF Champs! Win your fantasy league and your trophy too. It's FF Champs! FF Champs for you. News advice, rankings, and expert advice too. FF Champs is for you. FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance.
2: Coldhardfootballfacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold hard football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold hard football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season, visit coldhardfootballfacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com.
1: Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won a hundred grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's draftkings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck.
0: Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL on Football Nation.
1: All right, welcome back to Football Nation, final segment of the show. we got about 30 minutes left, and we're going to help everyone out there with their fantasy football lineup questions, 855-478-7030. That's the phone number. You can email us, radio at footballnation.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. We are constantly answering questions on Twitter because, let's face it, Todd, People listen to this show on demand as a podcast, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on demand on ffchamps.com and footballnation.com. So we're answering questions throughout the entire weekend. At FFChamps, at FBallNation, you can follow Todd at CFFGeek. I am at Bill Enright, but I think we should dive into the emails because there's a lot of them coming in over the last
2: segment. All right. I think we finished in the middle of Ike in Charlotte.
1: We did. The poor guy was probably like, oh, my God, I asked three more questions. They didn't get to him.
2: Yeah, we had to we had to get Carrie on the line there. We apologize, yeah. Ike. All right, question number two from Ike. Pick two from this list. This is non PPR, Bill. Ray Rice, Lamar Miller, Andre Brown, Keenan Allen. Allen and Rice. Allen Rice. Sounds nice. Question two B Do you think Ray Rice is even a borderline stud anymore? All these backs have scored more than Rice this year in non PPR. Bilal Powell, James Starks, Mendenhall, Pierre Thomas, Ryan Matthews, Mike Tolbert, Joyke Bell. He's been so disappointing this year, Ray Rice. I guess he just wanted to uh, lament Ray Rice, Bill.
1: A little bit, sure.
2: Yeah. Next question is from Lou Catch twenty two. I love the way this show is "quote unquote" produced. Huh. G- great job, Josh. So, Lou Catch twenty two is clearly trying to butter up Josh for some reason. Yeah, maybe he's Don't calling him in and he wants to get him right through or something. Right to the uh, top of, the, right to the front of the line every time. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, 12-team, one-point PPR. Full-point PPR, Bill. Pick three wide receivers. Cecil Shorts, Keenan Allen, Ruben Randall, Riley Cooper. Pick three? Pick three. Oh, my God. Allen is in. Allen's
1: in. Shorts is Shorts in. Is in. Randall, or Randall or Cooper. You know, Victor Cruz is a little bit of a neck injury right now. He hasn't been practicing. I think he's going to be fine. But if for some reason that Cruz does not play this weekend, then Ruben Randall's a shoe-in. But uh, I expect Cruz to play, so so put in Riley Cooper. There you
2: go. Next one is from Nick. Two different teams, both full-point PPR. Number one question, with possible injury concern with Gio, do I go Gonzo or Gio in the flex?
1: No concern there for me.
2: I'm still starting Gio. Okay. Question number two, he needs two wide receivers and two flexes. From this list, Keenan Allen, Pierre Garçon, T.Y. Hilton, Terrence Williams, Ray Rice, Andre Brown. Right now, he has all the wide receivers in, and he's benching Rice and Andre Brown. Full point BPR.
1: I like Keenan Allen. I like Pierre Garçon. He only needs two of these guys, three, two of the wide receivers. So there's his two wide receivers.
2: The next, then he can pick two of the other two four Two flex.
1: Guys. <sighs> Man, Ray Rice going against Cincinnati. Lamar Miller
2: looked good against them. Um... I'm going with the four wide receivers, just like he is.
1: No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go
2: with Ty and Ray Rice. You're going to bench Terrence Williams. Yeah, I'm going to bench
0: Terrence. Get Saints.
2: Williams.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: All right. <laughs> you don't like that move, do you? No,
2: I can tell. I'm, I'm just by so the way sick you were... and tired of Ray Rice. Uh, he's hit the wall, Bill. You don't believe me? Ray Rice is done. He's cooked. Finito. Is that a word?
1: You don't think he's You don't think he's due for a good game? No. What happened a couple weeks ago when he had 74 yards and two touchdowns and everyone was all over him?
2: I wasn't all over him. I'm tired last of
1: three guy. games, 34 yards, 45 yards, 17 yards. Full point PPR, Todd. Four catches, five catches, four catches the last two weeks. Excuse me, those were his targets. Three catches, four catches, three catches.
2: <laughs> it's Go not. Ray Ray. <sighs> He's already got Marshawn Lynch as his well, other running back. I don't know. He's set with the running back. Enough of the running backs. Enough of this old man. This old twenty-six-year-old man. All right, put in Terrence Williams. Hey, you have your opinion. I have mine. I'm I'm sick and tired of Ray Rice. Yeah, uh, I I understand. He's burning why. everyone. I know. I know he is. And it's not. I mean, it's not all him. Like you, like you've pointed out, it's his O line. I mean, the team is in rebuild mode and all that. But uh, the, that the combination of that and the fact that the Shiano man gave him nine thousand carries in college. It's catching up to him. Yeah, that certainly didn't help. No. Twenty-six years old when you're a workhorse running back. That's you know, getting up there in age, unfortunately. All right. Uh, question from Leon Bill. PPR Leon. league. You got to pick two of these three. PPR. CJ Spiller, okay. Zach Stacy, Frank Gore.
1: Oh shoot. <sighs> Gore. Has to be in. And then I'm going with CJ.
2: Got it. Next question from Leon. Defense. Rest of the way question. Okay. Not this week. Rest of the way. Yeah. Dolphins or Saints?
5: Uh,
1: let me pull up my rest of the way rankings for defense. Dolphins or Saints? I mean, I think Miami is going to be a team in turmoil. I like the Saints. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dolphins. Train wreck. Uh, Mike in Pittsburgh. Would you uh, would you drop Kendall Wright to pick up Monte Ball? Kind of need a little more information from you there about your team and scoring and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know.
2: You know, we don't know what your running backs are. Yeah, wide receivers and stuff. I don't know what
1: I don't know if it's a PPR league. Kendall Wright, I love him in PPR, but you know. yeah,
2: if it's P, I mean, if, if it's PPR, you know, Kendall Wright's a viable starter. But, right. uh, and Monte Ball is more of a guy that, you know, you're you're kind of stashing away. So Correct. It's just, it all depends. Right. It all depends. Next question is from Butters. You know how he Butters. starts his emails, right?
1: Hey, Fellers.
5: Hey, Hello Fellers. There.
2: Hello there, Fellers. Yeah. Full point PPR, pick three running backs from this list. They only list four of them, Bill, so this is a pretty easy one for you. Pick three. Andre Brown, Steven Jackson, Sproles, Zach Stacey.
1: <laughs> You'd think it'd be easy, but not with these first three bums that he's got. <laughs> All right, Zach Stacy's in in, full-point PPR. If Sproles plays, I mean, that's what you're banking on. He did pass the concussion protocol, so you're hoping that Sproles plays this weekend. Uh, You got to go with Steven Jackson because you know he's getting the ball. Stacy and Jackson. And then I'm going to go with Sproles. Let's wait a week before we go with Andre Brown.
2: All right. Toasty Dosty.
1: They have some, like, tailgating show right now on, on NFL AM. You know, I, I have the TV on above me just in case breaking news happens or something. And I'll tell you, like, I'm so hungry that I might have to turn it off because it looks delicious. I don't know what they're making, but I see all this sliced. They're slicing up some bread. They're throwing some different deli meat. Oh, it looks so good. I'm trying to think of what I'm going to have for lunch after the show now. They're oh, they're grilling up these burgers. It looks delicious. They got Jordan Cameron up there with uh, Nicole. Nicole's looking good. She's in like some kind of patriot shirt. Anyway, I'm sorry, I got distracted.
2: Very distracted, young man.
1: My stomach is so hungry. I'm like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very hungry.
2: That is the problem with this show. The time of this show is that uh, I don't it's know. About smack you, in the middle of lunch. Yeah, I usually don't get my lunch in because we're preparing and all that, and then it's before you know it, it's two o'clock. And I'm starving.
1: And then I'm like. Purging on like three slices of pizza and a sandwich because I haven't eaten for the last six hours. It's not good for the diet.
2: <sighs> yeah, the football. the th- the The four months of like hardcore football months are killer for me. I'm so not healthy.
1: I got my ten year ten year high school reunion at the end of the month, Todd. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I have been together since yeah uh, since high school. Yeah. So we're both going together. And she was kind of like, you know, I think we should lose a little bit of weight before the reunion. I was like, why? For for what reason? But since she's doing it, I kind of have to be on board with that. But
2: it's tough. How much have you lost? Nothing.
1: (laughs) You know, she asks me all the time, oh, I'm doing really good. You know, a little white lie. But it's tough because Thursday night games, you know, I'm out at the bar or I'm ordering pizza, I'm eating chips. You know, Sunday night, it's all day. I eat bad on Sunday, starting with breakfast, and I end all day Sunday. It's Hold so on a bad. second.
2: Let's 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 uh take a ride through a, a typical Sunday in the Enright house. So, oh, it's so. Ridiculous. Let's, how does it start off? You wake up. What's for breakfast?
1: Taylor ham, egg, and cheese on a bagel. Now I realize that most people out there probably don't know what Taylor ham is. It's pork roll. It's the most delicious breakfast meat you'll ever have and i have it every sunday with eggs on a bagel and cheese it's the best sandwich if you ever listen if you're coming into new york city new jersey area for the super bowl hit me up we'll go get some taylor ham egg and cheeses it'll change your life
2: really it is so you just have one one bagel
1: well i may also get a super cinnamon raisin with walnut raisin cream cheese but that depends on my mood
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So then, that's, that's within that with
1: extra large Dunkin' Donuts. So probably. that's
2: in your belly. Then, then you go off and you, and you have all the the preview shows that you do for FF Champs. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, all that's done. It's time. The games are starting. You know, you're, it's a it's one of those days where you're you know you're gonna watch games all day. What's for lunch? And where? All is- right.
1: Totally depends on the Giants because I only watch the Giants at home. Right. If you haven't figured it out, I'm a, a Giants season ticket holder. I can't go to the 1 o'clock games, so I stay home and watch the Giants game. If it's at a 1 o'clock, you know, if it's the first set of games, I'll probably have, like, a light lunch, like some some kind of pasta. It's Sunday, so we still have, like, a big Italian Sunday dinner. Uh, you know, some pasta, maybe, like, different, like, meats and cheeses throughout the game. And then Sunday dinner comes around four thirty, five o'clock. If I'm not watching the Giants and I'm at the bar, it's quesadillas as soon as I walk in the door.
2: Quesadillas,
1: right, right away. Followed up by followed up by a pretzel with some nice mustard,
2: as opposed to not nice mustard.
1: Well, you know, like some some nice, you know, like a a nice, not your typical mustard, like a, a nice mustard. Okay, yeah,
2: all right. What about late night?
1: Late night. Game, we
2: can, the 8 o'clock game,
1: the we can game go. On. We can go either way. There's a really good special on Sicilian pies, but you have to pick it up. Sometimes we don't like to get into our car because we're a little bit intoxicated at that point. So if they <laughs> deliver, we forego the special on the Sicilian, and we usually just get like a couple pies between you know the four of us. Uh, Toppings may vary depending on what we did last week. Or we just go crazy and we get like really fat sandwiches, cheese steaks with mozzarella sticks and chicken fingers on them, or, or or onion rings. Like a fat sandwich, like not just a cheese steak. You know, it has to have like two other appetizers shoved into the sandwich. So it's like a cheese steak with mozzarella uh, sticks and and onion rings all under one sandwich.
2: How many calories is that?
1: Let's put it this way: On Monday, it's really hard to like move because my stomach is going crazy, and I have to with within I have to be within ten feet of the bathroom.
2: All right. So you've gone through this ritual now for 10, 10 weeks, weeks nine nine weeks nine and, weeks. and a half ten weeks whatever yeah and now you're going to your reunion like this. I,
1: I easily put on fifteen pounds during the football season easily not
2: fifteen,
1: 15 done, and right. it's and it's not fifteen pounds of muscle. <laughs> Um, and you know, oh. I I didn't even mention like the dessert or anything like that. See, yeah, I'm like, not in between,
2: like, in between, like in between, like when you're just watching the games. If you're at home, you, you
1: I'm just... not snacking. I know you're a big snack guy. Yeah, I you're know. you're like a popcorn and pre- and chips, right?
2: Uh, everything, just whatever. See, I'm, I'm not I'm constantly a big eating, constantly.
1: I'm not a big snack guy. I'm more of a three or four meals throughout the day. Not a whole lot in between.
2: That's good. Not, not
1: not a whole lot of like you know little chips or anything. I don't. Well, I'm not... during the
2: day, during work days, I'm I'm with you on that. I, it's a couple. You know, it, the snacking is when it's football. That's the, that's the snack. That's yeah, the snack
1: problem. Maybe some uh, trail mix for the Sunday night game. It depends.
2: Trail? Do you do you, do you pour the trail mix in the cheesesteak?
1: No, I just put my mouth right to the bag.
2: All right, I am. Now I'm totally hungry. So we got 15 minutes to go here, and then it's it's feast time.
1: Yeah, All I right. would love to. I would love to get like different meals, different pregame meals from around the country. Like, so mine's Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. But like, maybe people in Chicago have like some really cool deep dish. I don't know, like cinnabon bread or something like that. Or maybe people in Wisconsin have some really cool like egg and cheese omelet. Or you know, like I, I'd love to hear. Ask
2: the audience.
1: Well, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. We only have 15 minutes left, so they got to call in quick or email in quick. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. All right.
2: All right. Speaking of emails, Bill, we got an yes. apologetic email from Toasty Dosty. Uh-oh. If you remember, he sent us his uh, lineup earlier in the show, and it was pretty rough. We bashed it because it was terrible. Mm. His, his receivers were awful. So he wants to explain. Okay. Sorry, guys, if my email a bit confusing, but I read your articles every week. I read your articles every week. And all the receivers on the waiver wire picks were taken. So I took Manningham because all the attention will be on Bolden and Davis. I took Durham because he's number, the number two thing right now behind Calvin Johnson. And I feel Boykin will do nothing now with James Jones back and Seneca is trash. Should I drop right. Baltimore defense for either? So out of nowhere, he goes right into defenses. <laughs> Should I drop Baltimore defense for Arizona or Bills?
1: Bills against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore against the Bengals. Um, you know, the Bills are actually a sneaky defense to use because they get a lot of sacks. But the Ravens defense, they, they seem to play well against the Bengals. I would stick with Baltimore. All right. Yeah, there you
2: go. Uh, next one is in a- Andrew C. in California. What's cracking, guys? Crack Lakin. Full point PPR. Pick one running back, one wide receiver and a flex. Ready? Yeah. Sproles, Brown, Andre Brown. Which running back are you picking?
0: <sighs> sprolls.
2: pick one. If wide he's hel- if he
1: you know it's tough because we don't know if he's going to be active or not. He's playing on Sunday night.
2: Yeah, it's, he's in a rough spot there.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
2: Pick one wide receiver, full point PPR. Kendall Wright, Hakeem Nicks, Bay, and Michael Floyd. Uh, right. Okay. Kendall. Now pick him a flex from the scraps.
1: It's between. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're starting Andre Brown in the running back spot, then you put Hakeem Nicks in a flex. If you're starting with Sproles, then you put Andre Brown in that flex. But the sad part is we're not going to know what Sproles' status is unless the Saints give us some indication in the next 24 hours as we're broadcasting live on Thursday. If it comes out Friday that Sproles was in practice, then you can start him with confidence against the Cowboys in the full-point PPR.
2: Next question from Andrew C. and Cali is, which quarterback do I start, Bill? Philip Rivers, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson.
1: I love luck this week, but not more than Philip Rivers. I'm excited about the San Diego Chargers
2: game. Agreed. Yeah. Next question is from Steven. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Who should I pick for my flex? Trent Richardson, Sproles, or Lance Moore? PPR.
1: Uh, Trent Richardson, Sproles, or Lance Moore. It's a PPR. I, I really like Lance Moore this weekend.
2: Okay. I know I keep
1: I know I keep saying that, but uh, you know I, I like him, I really do. All
2: right, he's he, I think you might agree with this one. Uh, he's playing Tim Wright over Heath Miller PPR. Yeah, I like that. And okay, the rest he's starting Rivers over Luck. Good. So he's he's pretty good. All right, um, Ike in Charlotte wants to thank us for getting his second question in. His league is full of smack-talking old friends, and every win is crucial.
1: Well, I, I remember that we kind of uh, answered his first question, and then we went to Kerry, and he was probably freaking out. You, you yeah. know, he probably oh, my God, they, they got to some of my questions. You know, did they not like the second part? And No, don't worry. We just had to take our guest.
2: Yes. Ike, you're good Oh, listener. my God,
1: now they're eating cupcakes on NFL AM, and Molly's eating the cupcakes too. She is so smoking hot. Paint the but
2: picture, these, Bill.
1: These cup. She has like a really tight gray dress on, very high silver, high heels. She's waving her hands around these cupcakes like she's some kind of cupcake genie, picking which one, and here she goes. She's going to stuff it in her mouth right now. Yeah, it looks delicious. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All in, open wide. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. Yep. There it is. All right, next email.
2: She didn't go back for her second bite, though.
1: Yeah, she's gonna. Don't worry. Listen, Molly's one of those girls. She's not like super skinny, which I hate. I love the girls that can, you know, eat a few cupcakes and not worry about it. She's. She might be. And I don't even like brunettes. I'm such a blonde guy, but she might be in my top five.
2: Wow. That'll be she's the next just, show. We'll
1: have she's a second top five. Oh, I'll, I'll do a top five. I'm surprised Power I haven't rankings. done it yet. Top five. All right. Before we get into that, top five powerings on NFL Network, ESPN,
2: Fox. You name the criteria. Well, I'm not going like like
1: supermodels. They they have to be involved in football. Keep it football. Keep it football. Okay. All right. All right.
2: Top of your head or you need time to put this together?
1: I mean, I I can – listen. I I can name 15 women in football that I think are hot, but I'd rather have a very succinct top five list and reasons for each one.
2: Next week, one of the two shows – you'll unveil your top five, or maybe, knowing you, it'll be like a top 25.
1: It could be. Very well could be.
2: Okay. Very good. Next question is from Rick in Houston. We love Rick. He's the uh, Houston connection, Bill.
1: That's right. Gives us all the inside info.
2: Would you pick wide receiver uh, Jericho Cotchery or running back Dennis Johnson up in a non-PPR?
1: Probably Dennis Johnson. Non-PPR, Jericho, I'd go with Dennis Johnson. Who knows? Maybe, listen, the thing about Dennis Johnson, and it's big opportunity for him. Arian Foster is hurt. He's going to see a back specialist. Ben Tate is one shot away from probably landing on IR because those broken ribs, this is a serious injury. Dennis Johnson can really step in for the second half of the season, come out of nowhere, seems to happen every year. Maybe he's that guy that people pick up and they're like, oh, Dennis Johnson single-handedly helped me get to my championship.
2: There's upside with Dennis Johnson. There sure there's, is. There's upside there. It's a it's a risky thing. It's whatever, but it's there's upside. If you're looking for the upside, that's the guy. It's kind of like a Monte Ball type thing, you know. Yeah. Kachery, um, he doesn't do anything for me. Not really. Nah, Did you see either. this next email from Rick?
1: Yeah, and I love the Fat Boy tailgater sign. And I don't know what kind of grill that is. Like I've never seen anything as cool as that. But it looks awesome.
2: I, I As if I wasn't hungry enough. Now I get this picture.
1: It's kind of like all the charcoal is. it's a big circular metal structure with, like, some graded kind of end, not tables, but just like a place where you can put all your tools and, you know, your plates and everything. But it looks like all the charcoal is underneath the meat, and then there's about a five- or six-inch kind of different level, and it looks like it's on some kind of pulley system, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, he can spin. He it looks s- like he's spinning it.
1: Right, to p- to move up the meat, up or down. That looks awesome. I don't know what he's got on there. Wow. But it looks like some ribs, some sausages. It uh, looks like a lot of beef. Where's the beef? There it is. We
2: tailgate with brisket and barbecue down here in Texas. That's what Rick says. That brisket awesome. and
1: barbecue. You know, everywhere, you know, there's a lot of really cool NFL stadiums. I- I'd like to go to all of them. But I feel like the ones in Texas and the ones in Kansas City are probably the best tailgate food. Because I just feel like those kind of people know how to barbecue. It's like a way well, of life barbecue,
2: for them. If you're into barbecue, I totally agree. Maybe I, Tennessee I have, too. I have been to Lambeau for a Monday night game, and it was fantastic. Lambeau, no huh? Not a bar, I mean, it's it's a lot of... Sausages and and stuff. It's not like right, know.
1: right. See, I like I like the, the the brisket and the ribs and everything that I kind like of that barbecue. Too.
2: Yeah, I'm just telling you. I don't think you even if you don't like it, if you went to Lambo on a cold like November night like I did, mm-hmm. you would enjoy it. The food is fantastic.
1: Okay, right. a lot of cheese,
2: all sorts of stuff, and lots of beer.
1: Yeah, but this looks good. I like that. I don't know what that's called. I would love, Rick, I would love you're, it, Rick.
2: If you if you are listening, I think you are. Shoot us a quick email. Give us a, just a little more. We have five minutes left in the show. A little more details about this picture because we want to know everything about it. Because
1: that grill I mean, looks it, really awesome.
2: That grill's awesome, and the the whole setup looks awesome. Good crew there. I like it. It's All too right, let's bad quickly. The Texans are awful.
1: Yeah, that's that's a shame. Uh, quickly, Todd, let's look at the matchups this weekend. I think there's some really good games on the schedule. Uh, can't miss game of the week: Saints, Cowboys, or Broncos Chargers. can't miss it. You can't you ha- you're going to watch every down.
2: One's on Sunday night. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys Saints. Okay. Uh it, number one it's it's the primetime game.
1: Right. No other option.
2: And it's just a lot of I mean, you know, I hate the Cowboys. So <laughs> I have to watch them hopefully lose.
1: All right, that was your can't miss game. What is yeah. your what is your must miss game? There's some bad games on the schedule this weekend. Buffalo Pittsburgh. Jacksonville Monday tennis Monday night game Miami and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers awful yeah that is that is so bad
2: I mean that is we've really talked bad. about it a million times NBC is just sitting pretty with these primetime games because they can pick and choose a lot of times and you know ESPN stuck with the I mean, yeah. Dolphins Bucks really yeah, that, that's you know a terrible. couple weeks ago they were stuck with Adrian Peterson right after the horrible uh, right. tragedy.
1: and that game was terrible.
2: It was terrible, but think about it. it there's the 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 understory was the the terrible tragedy, right? Which you know we don't want to hear about it anymore. You know what I mean? It's just it's such such a downer. Same thing here. It's going to be all incognito all the time. This dumb story. What what are the positive stories between these two teams? You got the Seattle um, man. You got Merce. Yeah. You got. All negativity.
1: Everything's negative.
2: It's horrible. I, don't want no, I want no part of that game.
1: All right. There's a lot of good games this weekend with with both teams having really good quarterbacks. So I want you to rank these four games. Let me know uh, which one has the best set of quarterbacks. All right. We got Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson, Falcons and Seahawks. Cam Newton versus Colin Kaepernick, Panthers and 49ers. Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers, Broncos and Chargers. And then we got the game that you said can't miss: Romo and Drew Brees with the Saints and the Cowboys.
2: I put them in reverse order. I go Romo Brees one. Manning, okay. Manning, uh, Peyton Manning and Rivers two. I go Kaepernick Newton three.
1: You like and Newton, huh? Both yeah, kind of or, running uh, quarterbacks. Matt
2: Ryan, Matt Ryan is.
1: He's struggling right now. Yeah,
2: can't. Not excited about Matt Ryan, so I put him in the four position.
1: I like that Newton Kaepernick matchup. I like it. Kind of new quarterbacks, both kind of uh, very athletic, fast. They can run the football, kind of well, hey, you know that that hybrid kind of quarterback these days. You know,
2: to a lesser extent, but we talked about it with Kerry. You know, the Panthers are coming on strong here, and yeah. this is the tough part of their schedule. Just like the Chiefs' schedule gets tough starting next week. You know, I, I guarantee you, Bill, on Tuesday, if the Panthers win that game, there's going to be a lot of Panther love going around. On yeah. The national media, Panthers are going to like you know they've arrived. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If they win that game and they're six and three, they are suddenly a major player in the NFC.
1: If they if lose they, it, what it, what do you think about their chances then?
2: Well, if they lose it, they you know they're going to be kind of like they are now, kind of under the radar, you know, hanging around. But if mm-hmm. they win, you're going to see a lot of Cam Newton next week on on your little uh, Molly Molly Querum shows. Oh, I just is that I, how you say her name? I, uh, Molly
1: Querum, yeah. I don't care how you say her name.
2: Yeah, she's going to be eating uh, Cam Newton cupcakes next week if, if they win.
1: All right. Uh, since I am so hungry, I think we should wrap up the show. Uh, kind of uh, – re- uh, what is it called? Recharge our batteries and get ready for the weekend.
2: I totally agree. I'm Any... just, I've never been more hungry than I am right now.
1: <laughs> Last-minute words, Todd. What do you got?
2: Uh, go Oregon Ducks. I want to see them in the national title game tonight. We talked NFL – 99% of this show, Bill, but I'm really excited for uh, some college football tonight. Good games. Big,
1: two big games tonight, Not much. both of them much better than the Vikings and the uh, Redskins. Uh, I want to remind everyone to check out our contest at DraftKings.com for Week 10. $500 in cash prizes, only $10 to enter. If you have any fantasy football lineup questions, you can hit us up on Twitter at FFChamps. Follow Todd at CFFGeek. I am at Bill Enright. And with that, I want to wish everyone the best of luck. Thanks for listening, and have fun in Week 10. Football Nation.